getting late this morning. Hmm. Got to get ready. Well, getting ready for the uh, second part of my VH1 interview today for Behind the Music. Two parts of two parts, or are they going to keep on talking until they get right? Well, no, it's not a two-part uh, show. I, I don't know if they're doing this with everybody. I don't think so, but they have to, you know, when they spoke to me, it was at, uh, they had only spoken to one other band member uh-huh. prior to that. Since then, they've spoken to the other four, three band members, management, uh, crew people, and they want to come back and ask me a couple more questions. <laughs> to check, check and see if what they said washes with you, I guess. You know, probably to see my reaction. Yeah. Uh, like I told you, Mendoza dropped a bomb that I had no idea of. Apparently, people were more upset with me in 85 than I thought. Uh, and uh, I guess after seeing their descriptions of me or whatever, I don't know. They, they want to talk to me. But I noticed, case in point, had to clean up the body hair. Fresh shave on the sides of the head. You know, so you don't have mm-hmm. the, the, the the dark brown and gray hair growing in on the sides, <laughs> clashing with the blonde used-to-be mullet. And then the arm hair. See, so yeah, I had to lower it. It looks better. Look, don't look better. I think it looks great. I mean, I don't, you've never seen it. Like, I would never let anybody see it full-blown Eastern European mm-hmm. bush, mm-hmm. you know. But, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen it that bad because I start freaking out before it gets really bushy. But I just lowered it. I didn't shave it off, dark side. That looks nicer. Hey, we on the screen. Whatever suits you, man. Right, do, you're going to do your thing. And you watch. What are you, 26 <laughs> now? 27? 27. Yes. God has an interesting sense of humor, my friend. I noticed. And as the top thins, the bottom bushes. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Oh, maybe, have you taken a good look at your dad lately? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I'm sure he didn't have that chin blossom when he was five. <laughs> God's a funny God. Uh, thanks got, for reminding me. That's what, <laughs> that nice little nose dark side has. Now. 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 I'll bet your dad's pictures have the same nose on it. Yeah. Ever uh, see pictures of your dad when he was younger? Yeah, yeah, I did. Thanks, D. Hmm. And nose, how'd it look? Um, Not too bad. Not too, pretty, Not too probably shabby. Probably small, like a smallish nose. Yeah, it was a little bit smaller than it is now. I have a lot to look forward to when I get old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, aging blows, I'll tell you. I yeah. wouldn't worry. I don't think that... The bald head will set off the big nose at all. No, no, not until I'm at least 40 or so. It's a statement, man. <laughs> he knows who he is. No, hey, Dad's a wonderful person. Is uh, a little like a like to have a cold one once in a while? No, actually, yeah. he doesn't drink. That's not a gin blossom. No. <laughs> oh my God, you are doomed, dude. <laughs> I think. Well, he's not drinking, so maybe it won't blow up like that. No. He, hey, he quit drinking after I was born. Before you guys were alive, there was a pitch man named Tom Carvel, the founder of Carvel, who had a large proboscis. And he used to say, hey, maybe big, but if I had a nose like this full of quarters, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means, but maybe you fall, can use that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to a different subject now. Ah, good morning, everybody. Friday. Beth and I were commenting that it really didn't feel like a four-dayer for some reason. And I had to agree. 
Beth, you were right. Just yeah. it, it was supposed to feel like it flew by, but it really didn't. But Friday is here, and we have nothing to worry about except for you, Beth. Oh, no. It's Dark Side Dave's own choice. Hang on, everybody. Fast your five-point safety harness as... It's Metallica! I want a bar. That was awesome. Yeah. Were they just going into Number of the Beast? Like goofing around uh, on it there? Yeah, they were like goofing on it. No, no, it was that Run to the Hills. No, dan, 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 dan. it's Run to, Run the, to hills. the Hills. Maiden. Um, Beth, sit your ass down. My brain hurts. I can't believe you, but the scene you were making here, moshing around like that and just slamming at the dark side. You're nuts. You're crazy, lady. I'm retaliating next week. I That's was nice this stuff. week by picking a Green Day song, but now my brain hurts and I'm going to have to take it out on you guys next week. Well, some people like these choices. Uh, I know, Sean. Andrea. Sean really likes it. Well, Queen of the Square Circle. Andrea says, uh, Nick's choice yesterday of White Zombie was awesome. No better to wake the F up. Thank you, Nick. She thanked you for your choice yesterday. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and today, Dark Side Dave with his um, Garage Days Misfits cover by Metallica. Did they say I killed your baby? Yeah. Yeah. It's just checking. <laughs> well, I just, well I, it seemed a little bit out of character for Hetfield, but um, those lyrics are Danzig, Glenn Danzig lyrics when he was lead singer for uh, the Misfits. So okay. he's very angry, Glenn Danzig. I don't know. You know, you've heard of Danzig, right? Yes, of course. Have you seen pictures of him? Didn't we interview him? <laughs> uh, we? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah, did, we but he wasn't really there. Yeah, okay. but that's, that's his. You know, I mean, that's his his way. He's yeah. very, very sullen, and he's he's very muscular and angry, and he's about four foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Dark Lord of all things under four feet tall. So. <laughs> it's an exclusive club. Yeah, everybody under four feet tall has to bow down before him. Everybody above four feet points and laughs, basically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the little guy, he's cute. <laughs> So basically, killing a baby is that's as much as he can do, as much damage as he can do. Then and small women. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said he killed a mother today as well. Don from Seymour's on the phone. You have something to say to Dark Side, Dave? Yes, Dark Side. That is the coolest song I've ever heard in the morning. I almost forgot that was my favorite Metallica song. I You're see. Man, thanks, dude. <laughs> Look at that. There is no better way to wake up in the morning than hardcore Metallica or Slipknot or something just badass. That's great. See Don Kicks from Seymour. He's going to have a great Don Friday knows. now. Yeah. He is. And and as soon as the Beth music fans uh, wake up from being unconscious from that song, <laughs> I'm sure they'll call in and be angry, Beth. They'll represent. Oh, no, I don't. Listen, everybody has tastes, different tastes in music, and that's You're fine. You're losers! Well, that's the beauty of the, uh, you know, each person making a choice in the morning. The one thing I do have to say, Dark Side Dave, as far as that goes, is when when Beth picks one of her tunes, which differs with your musical <laughs> tastes. I know. Or, you, you play puke songs throughout the whole thing. Yeah. None of us have the benefit. I mean, I enjoyed that. 
<laughs> I mean, that's my cup of tea. But uh, none of us have the benefit of the puke sound to use in retaliation against you. Or Everybody should have a puke button so we can puke on each yeah. other's songs. Okay, and no, fair is fair. During my next song choice, Beth, if you'd like to step over here, I'll show you where everything is. No, I'm not going to sing to your level. Okay. In my defense, I would like to say... <laughs> She's going to actually puke. Yeah. I would like to say that I have been way nicer than I can be on my song choices. <laughs> I've yet to choose anything by Oasis. I only chose one REM song, and it was an upbeat song. It was Superman. I, it was I, I've been way nicer. And I'll tell you what, that free ride, it's over, Dark Side <laughs> Dave. You know, you know, and there's something to be said about that. You see, we should follow Beth's example. Trim off the rougher edges of our personal taste and try and find something a little bit towards the center of that won't make sick in anybody. But Dark Side, you deliberately slapped Beth in the face with that tune. I, was, I, I, was, I wanted to hear it. It's a great song. <laughs> don't you have it on a loop in your truck? <laughs> <laughs> I got something to say. I killed your baby today and rewinds and plays it again. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> I, I killed know, your mother today. Hey, I'm cool with that. People like that baby killer song. Then, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Hey, uh, I want to discuss. I want to discuss um, a couple of issues before we get ready for our recap, which is, what is it called? Go suffocate somewhere else. How long is the recap today, by the way? Nine minutes, nine and a half minutes. I want to keep that in mind. Uh, a couple of reactions to some things we were talking about yesterday. Uh, on the ongoing issue of trimming body hair, Eric from Waterbury says, I bet you guys trim your pubic hair in an attempt to make your penis look larger. At least that's why Nick does it. Um, no, but why? The, but why not? It's a, an extra benefit, right? <laughs> yeah, an ex works. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bonus. This man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some people sounding off on my my uh, frustrations at inexplicable weight gain over the past two years. And uh, damn it all rights, D, I heard about your density issue this morning. <laughs> That's very PC. And how you were approaching critical mass. Maybe you could step up the pace a little. We don't need another lard ass in Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I'm going to stop listening when you're the size of Java the Hutt. <laughs> Prophet writes, hi, Ross. I mean, D. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry to hear that you gained that unwanted weight. Maintaining and losing weight is never-ending battle. I'm sure you will win. Thank you, Prophet. Of, I, of course I will win. Oh. And Fresh Frankie. Darkside Dave playing the pig sounds for you. My brother in middle age is uh, trying to make me feel better. But it's not working, Frankie says, D, don't worry about weight gain because it happens to all of us and you still look better than 99% of the people your age. Ooh. It's just the normal aging process. He means well here, but that's like fighting words right there. My wife tells me that we men just have a tough time with growing older and we should just go with the flow. Instead of going for lipo, D, you can change the name of your sequel to Fat Life. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh Frankie. No, I don't accept that. I don't. I am more than happy to accept the concept of getting older. I never lie about my age. I mean, it's just a reality. But that's bull crap. Don't cave. Yeah, there are natural things that happen. But, you know, because if, if your body hair is turning it, you start to look like Don King on your chest, <laughs> trim it. 
I'll sit there going, oh, well, it's just part of aging. It's disgusting. And whatever it takes. Well, you put on five pounds every five years as you get up. No! Do something about it. If it means having some freaking guy suck it out with a pump, get it the hell out of there. No way. <laughs> and I know I never go in for that. Well, you know, you're better than average. Well, you ah. want to be just better than average. You want to be up in that good percentile. I don't compare myself to anybody yeah. else. I compare myself to myself. And that's, you know, you, you got to do what's right for you. I mean, I appreciate it, Fresh Frankie. And Fresh Frankie, by the way, you know, he looks great. Trim guy, mm -hmm. in shape, you know, he looks great. So bravo. But I know you're trying to make me feel better, but that didn't do it. Matter of fact. A fat line crack certainly didn't help. I'm stepping it up a notch. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Now, question, Beth. Mm -hmm. In the first filming of VH1 that they did, I went with the hair like it is now, the grown-out mullet. You know, it's pulled back mm -hmm. on the top. Mm -hmm. And um, sunglasses. The look. I went with the look. Now, I want to take the shades off in this subsequent thing. I want to show us. I'm not hiding behind the glasses. I, I want to show, in a, you know, in the second filming they're doing today. So, glasses off. Mm-hmm. Are you, you in agreement with that? I agree. I think you should show your eyes for once. Okay, show the eyes. Sincerity there. Yeah. And um, the question is, hair like this, glasses out, or do I go with skull the leather skull cap? Hmm. That's you know, a good look, look, too. You don't want to come off as too sensitive. I mean, you are, you want to have a little sensitivity to you because let's be honest, you're sort of spilling your guts about a period in your life. And so yeah. people want to see the real D. Do you think leather skull cap may balance it out? Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to go with a plain black t-shirt? Uh, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, Dr. Dave, what do you think? Skull cap or no skull cap? Uh, I mean, for continuity, like, I don't know, maybe no skull cap, you know, just to kind of keep the same look going on, the same vibe. Oh, we're going to have to defer to Nick now. Yeah. Nick, thoughts? <sighs> no skull cap. Hmm. No skull no cap. Uh, I, I like it. It's definitely badass, but I say just the hair out. With the glasses. Just show yeah. him who I he, think that's exactly. So you're saying put the glasses is. back on? Yeah. So I was thinking of taking the glasses off no. for part two. No. 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 Glasses Why? On. Why? With the glasses all the time. He's hiding behind those glasses. Well, no, but the glasses will make up for the lack of the skull cap. Exactly. Like with the badass look, you know? Yeah. It's like being badass but sensitive at the same time. Yeah. I think you should take off the glasses. Nope. Be like the Jack Nicholson of rock and roll, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Jack Nicholson of rock and roll. He's always wearing his sunglasses. Well, I don't know. I think that for once you should take them off. I mean, that's just my opinion. You're always wearing those things. Dan, give me a tip. Don't wear a shirt with horizontal stripes. It'll make you look fatter. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Maybe you should request that you're only shot from the neck up like Brando. No, you know what you, know, you do? I'm so glad you said that because I was going to wear my horizontal striped shirt. <laughs> you wear the glasses for the second part of the interview, but... In the last, like, ten minutes of taping, you take them off. And that's your statement, man. But they patch those sequences in all throughout yeah. the show. No, but at the end, you say something that you know is going to be the closer. That's going to be the end all. Something profound. For, yeah, exactly. And then that's Start it. with, listen. And then I pull the glasses off. Like, <laughs> exactly. Make my statement. <laughs> 
and then you just get up. Whether the cameras are rolling or not, you just get up and walk away. <laughs> Maybe you cry a little. He's <laughs> so cool. So cool. Pull a David Lee Roth and walk off. He was angry. Do you think if you weep, that will help? That ain't happening. No. <laughs> weeping. No. Unless Barbara Walters shows up for the interview. I ain't crying. That's right. Okay. Yeah, you just say something really profound with with the glasses off, and you just walk away, and then that's I'll take it. it under advisement. You'll have to watch the VH1 special to see whose advice I take. I saw you yesterday on VH1. I finally saw that uh, shocking moments piece. Oh yeah, nice. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Did I get some coverage on it? Yeah, you definitely did. They led into the little piece with "We're not going to take it," and then they had uh, your picture. They didn't show you testifying at all, but they did show you talking about the incident. Oh, they did. That's yeah. even better. Mm -hmm. So me talking after the fact about the yeah. incident. They said cool. that, I don't know who the commentator was, some kind of rock writer said that he thought John Denver was the most effective. And I think it's just because it was such a surprise that he would come out in favor of, uh, or in, against the labels, rather. Well, I understand that because yeah. Frank and I um, were back backstage we were in some office going through people's files <laughs> and uh just hanging out and uh goofing around you know <laughs> doing rock star stuff taking pictures on the desk and stuff and <laughs> i call this the cobra <laughs> anyways uh and we were we were both concerned because we didn't know where denver was mm. going to go he's so squeaky clean he was you know such a goody goody uh, we thought yeah who knew the guy was an alcoholic you know sawing I don't know, sawing the legs and stuff off the furniture and stuff—a nut. Uh, anyway, but he, uh, he, yeah, we were we were very pleased when he actually was on the side of rock and roll. Hey, we got to take a break. Going to come back. Going to do the recap from yesterday's show entitled "Go Suffocate Some Suffocate Somewhere Else." But I just want to let you know that I need you to go to radio104.com, click on the Peeps poll, and answer this. Not only answer this week's survey questions for the feud on Monday, but is a special place where we're asking you what your favorite moments from D. Snyder Radio were this past year. You see, D-Day 2 is approaching June 29th, and we're putting together a commemorative CD. We did one last year. We're going to do another this year. And uh, we want, we're trying to figure out, well, what should we include on there? And we figure, who better to ask than the peeps? Now, we get the idea that you guys clearly want the prostate exam, Something from In the Hood with Beth Lockwood, At Home with Mudbone, uh, Mudbone's Penis, the interview with CeCe DeVille, something from Gene Simmons, Shame of the City, Talking Dirty, D. Snyder Radio Family Feud, and Sagan Zevas represented. So, now that we, we those will be included, what else? Okay? We're putting this thing together next week. So, please, head on over, Radio104.com, check out the Peace Poll, and let us know what you think. Plain and simple. All right, stick around. The recap is next on D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. We've got a problem there. It needs to be cleaned out. Hey, D, what's up, man? This is Mike Lestay. Good morning, sunshine. My peeps are here. What is up? D, 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 Snyder. I'm in your corner. I can see that. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. All right, we're too busy to deal with anything else here. we got tons of stuff to get to. 
We got our recap. Brand new Nick Lentino, OBGYN, Eurolocations, traffic news on the way. Life is good. Let's not waste a moment. Okay. This is entitled Go Suffocate Somewhere Else. It happened yesterday on D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. A woman in Florida who was upset because her French fries were cold allegedly shot out a window at a McDonald's there. The incident happened at a branch in Orlando near the Universal Studios theme park. No one was injured, luckily. Several families were frightened, according to reports. Store manager said the customer had been unhappy because her fries were cold and because of that shot out a window. She shot out the window because the fries were cold? Allegedly. Maybe it should be a little tougher with uh, with my drive through people. Mm-hmm. If that's what they, you know, if that, did that get their attention? I think so. <laughs> I was, I mean, some people get really upset. Like, to me, some of this stuff is like, it's an aggravation, but, you know, it's not something you get that upset about. No, it's just fries. You know that that's obviously the last straw for somebody. You know, everything is wrong in your life and cold fries, that's it. Yeah, I was at a drive-through um, coffee place in Long Island this weekend that I uh, frequent, and there was, seemed to be the woman in front of me was kind of clearly, you know, by her gestures was having some words and, with the people, and then all of a sudden she like stomped on the gas pedal. I'm like, sped out. And I said, "What was the problem?" And the guy said, "Well, the guy was putting the lid on her coffee and it fell on the floor." And he picked it up and was going to put it back on her coffee, and she saw him. Well, I would have a little problem with that, too. Yeah, well, I don't say he should have done that. Yeah. And, she said, and she said, hey, don't do that. Put that lid on my coffee. So uh, they didn't. They changed it. And she said, do you have a card with the number of the owner of this place? I want to call and complain. <laughs> so, yeah, she was really upset. And they said, you no good son of a bitch. Yeah, she was... <laughs> Exactly. And they, they said, well, first of all, even if they had a card, is the employee going to go, oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> right. Here, my name's Bob Smith. Yeah. Here's uh, my employee sure, number. Yeah. Make sure you get it right. I'll pick up my check on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like steaming. Wow. It hardly seems worth it. That's what I'm saying. A man burned his bottom after sitting on the Arc de Triomphe's eternal flame in a bid to put it out. The unnamed man was quickly removed from the Paris landmark, which commemorates the French who died during World War One. His injuries are not reported to be serious. The flame has been burning since 1921 over a grave containing the unidentified remains of a French soldier who died in the war. He tried to put it out with his ass. Yes, he did. <laughs> and like you always say, the idiocy is its own worst punishment. Yeah, as I say, he's got a name now. He's uh, uh, Le Idiot, as they say in French. <laughs> Le Idiot. How about a bucket of water, buddy? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Some people. Well, it's uh, Spin Magazine's turn to put out a little list, and they have chosen the top tours of all time. Concerts that, concert tours that changed the world. Well, I don't know if we changed the world, but sure, we gave a few good shows. I'm, I assume I'm on there. Well, I only have just the top five. Oh, okay. But I, I assume they're really on the, you know, the full, you know, Spin usually puts out two, 
300 on these lists, so you, you probably make it. But here we have... Um, wait, wait, Gene Simmons is uh, here. He says, oh, my home kiss is uh, numbers 1 through 25. Well, that must be the also... The in the world is kiss. <laughs> a glaring omission. But from bottom up here, the entire touring history of the Grateful Dead... Oh, yeah. Well, I nice. mean, it's the criteria is D, and to be fair, I mean, they say change the world, but I guess, you know, heavily influenced. And really, people quit jobs and just set out on the road to follow the Grateful Dead. It was an experience. Certainly, they have sold a few concert tickets. Yeah, just and a people few. And have affected people's lifestyles. It's a very different vibe than a show that you would have put on, but nonetheless, yes. making the list. Preceded by Madonna's 1985 <sighs> Virgin Tour. Oh. Yes. What is that's responsible Boy. for the uh, cheapening of the women of America or what? <laughs> that was four. Number three is the Beatles' 1965 Tour of America. Wasn't Good choice. There, yeah. But uh, the Beatles, come on. Number two is the 1986 Raising Hell Tour, which featured Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, and LL Cool J. I don't remember that tour. Wow, I missed that one. Yeah, so did that's I. Big, well, it was probably the first time you had white rappers and black rappers mm -hmm. together crossing over, you know, to, uh, to an interracial community. It was a big deal, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. And you want to try to guess the number one tour that... <laughs> <laughs> I think Dark Side's making his, his guess. Sorry, it's not Guns N' Roses, Dark Side. Are you sure? You might want to check it I'm pretty sure. Is it uh, Kiss? I have it right in, in front of me. And I have tapes of this at KissOnline.com. It's not. It's not Kiss and it's Shun. not Damn. Guns N' Roses. It's a package tour. The Glam Slam Metal Jam? <laughs> Poison? No, I'm sorry. It's Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Named oh, Lollapalooza. Number one tour of all time to change the world, according to Spin. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm sure Backstreet Boys have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Black and Blue Tour. And obviously that include that did not include comedy tours. No. Craig Guest, St. Marquis, that legendary <laughs> tour. <laughs> going out into the northeastern corner of Connecticut, over just spilled over to Massachusetts. Well this is interesting. And this is happening in Italy, but who knows if it'll happen here. A fifteen year old boy is suing his father, claiming his asthma is caused by his father's smoking. So he's suing his father? Yeah, the 15-year-old boy says his father goes through two backs a day, and despite his best efforts and those of the mother and local health authorities and even a priest, he refuses to stop smoking in the family's apartment. So the boy and his mother have now lost patience, and they're asking for a separation, and the son is filing damages for about a half a million dollars. Right. <laughs> he said, quote, I want my father out of the house if he doesn't give up smoking. How terrible of a father are you if your kid suffers from asthma and you are in the house around your kid smoking two packs a day? You're a terrible, terrible human being. The kid should be outside while the father's smoking. <laughs> Have some respect. Why don't you shut up? That's old school right there. That's old school. No, you got... Your whole, your, your, your rights go out the friggin' window when you bring a kid into this world, at least as far as priorities go. Number one completely changes. The 
Dark Side Dave. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I mean, do you feel that? Do you realize that? Absolutely. All the, the freedoms you that do? you took, all the liberties that you took for yourself, gone. You got to say, all right, I have to do for this kid first. And then, you know, if I can fit myself in down the line, that's great. But I got to do the right thing by my kid. That's, that's, that's horrendous. Your, now, your kid is suing you for damages and you're still smoking two packs a day. At the same time, on the other end, oh, I would say... I mean, I'm not a dad. You dick! But I would say that the kid has no rights. How can a kid have any rights? I mean, he's not working. What, he he's not right supporting the family. Air? What? He, he doesn't, doesn't have the right to have clean air. He's a kid, for God's sakes. That's he's got the, asthma. That's, he's got a problem. That's the way it is in the guy's house. <laughs> You're a freaking scumbag. I'm not saying particularly with this. Obviously, that's going a little bit far. But, I mean, overall, how does the kid have any rights, you know? Honestly, you abide by the rules and regulation of your Jack home, Jack. but your health should not be put in jeopardy. This is Jack the Jack. same reason why you can't beat your kids, because you r risk their health. Well, you see, the kids, you're, I, you see, you're saying that about their rights, but you have to watch out for them. They can't fend for themselves. Mm. You got to provide for them and you got to take care of them. You got to make sure they're safe. That's all on your shoulders. So I'm saying that the kids just do whatever they want to do. But you got to make the right decisions for him. And Dark Side, though, you shouldn't be so quick to judge because as soon as Connor's old enough and he comes down, he's going to sue you for that second hand <laughs> high. <laughs> comes down. <laughs> Contact high. It happens. We're back. We're back on D Sider Radio. And uh, I don't want to prolong this. Interesting recap. Very enjoyable as always. But it's time now. For traffic update, because we got Nick Lentino, OBGYN, coming up next. So, Psycho, good morning. Good morning, D. This traffic report is brought to you by Acme Auto. Visit any Acme Auto stores for great savings. Traveling on 84 East, right lane's just a little busy coming into the tunnel due to the sun glare. 84 West looks good, but do watch out for that sun glare coming off the buildings on the other side. 91 South looks pretty decent coming into town, but after exit 33, we do have a piece of plastic roaming around in the commuter lane, so just oh, watch no. out for that. <laughs> 91 North Tough looks good. People. 91 North looks good, however, and Route 2 is just a little busy up at the flyover. That's 647. I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. All right. Without any further ado, it is time for a brand new People Have Been Waiting. Nick Lentino, OBGYN. What separates a great doctor from the ranks of the merely good? Some say an encyclopedic knowledge of the workings of the human body and mind. Some say it's the habit of leaving prescription pads, you know, just kind of lying around. We here at the D. Snyder Radio Television Network agree with those people. We would just like to add empathy to their list. Nick Lentino, OBGYN, has empathy up the wazoo. Nick Lentino, OBGYN. This week on Nick Lentino, OBGYN, Nick Lentino, OBGYN, <laughs> rides a mile in his patient's stirrups in Physician, Check Thyself. With special guest appearance from Richard Gere as Doc B. All right, Nick, just relax. It'll be over before you know it. Ow! Doc B! Ow! Just no. a couple more seconds. Ow. Ouch! I think something bit me. Puccini Jr., bad gerbil. <laughs> Ladies, Nick Lentino, OBGYN, feels your pain. On Thursday night, America will feel it too. Nick Lentino, OBGYN. Wow. 
That was disturbing. <laughs> to <laughs> say boys, the least. Richard Gere does an incredible Doc V impersonation. <laughs> I'd also like to thank Matt from Agawam for not including Nurse Beth Lockwood in this disturbing episode. <laughs> he gave you a rest for a week. <laughs> it was bad enough last week. I did to say that Gear's Doc B was a little stiff, though. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Richard Gere, he's uh, good in some roles and... And only okay in some other roles. Yes, so. true. Yeah. Uh, Puccini Jr. Mm. <laughs> 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 I really didn't enjoy filming this week's episode <laughs> as much as, you know, the other ones with all the chicks coming in and stuff. Uh, I think it was, uh, it was uh, I don't know, you were a big man to get up there and <laughs> put your feet in the stirrups and feel their pain. Yeah. As it said so well. Mm-hmm. Hey. Before we take a break uh, for the news, I do want to get to the um, Euro locations. Beth, just do tell us what's going on before I do these Euro locations. Well, I'll tell you the fallout for um, the Bush Daughters and their episode at the Mexican restaurant with the booze. Also, is there a secret to a longer life? Scientists will tell you. Sadly, a man is charged with having um, sex with a chicken. Oh. And he's not a first-time offender. (laughs) Also, scientists in Italy, new interesting surgery to increase the size of a man's penis mm. over there. It seems to have been a success. Also, a guy charged with driving 150 miles an hour while reading the paper. He's ah. multi-talented. Is that my brother, Also, um, a list of what have been rated by a certain group as the best all-time Beatles songs. You'll agree or disagree. Okay, well, we'll find out about that. But right now, I want to read you the latest list of Euro locations. What is a Euro? It's the sticker, you know, it's a white oval. You see them on so many cars with MV and and IRL and things like that. Well, this one says D-E-E. Simple statement, but it says it all. You listen to D. Snyder Radio. So come on, people, do your part and spread the word. And you've been hearing, maybe you've heard some of these... Uh, what, what do they call these things again? The commercials were running? Testimonials. Testimonials. I mean, amazing. Good things have happened to people who have D-Euros on their car. So pick one up. Listen for a location near you. In Berlin, at Supplement City. In Brantford and Bristol at Midas Auto Systems Experts. In Cheshire at Anderson Tire. In Cromwell at No Anchovies Pizzeria and Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. In Danbury at the Empress Ballroom. In East Haven, find them at Trolley Square Wine and Liquors and Darkside Tattoo. And in Enfield at Music Outlet, The Edge Tattoo and Auto Lube. In Guildford, find them at Mannix, Chevrolet, Pontiac, and Baladino's Deli. In Manchester, Planet Fitness, Carter Dodge, and Mustangs Unlimited has them. In Middletown, pick one up at Pedal Power. And in Milford, they're at Soho Computers, Marathi Auto Body, and Copper Beach Tans. In Morris at Marcus at uh, Morris Market in Delhi, in Naugatuck at Nolan Brothers Music, and in Newington at Record Breaker. In New Britain, hard hit in New Britain, that is, pick one up at Sherwin Williams Paint Stores and the other bookstore and more. In New Milford or at the corner store and Sitco Gas Station. In Niantic, Hartford Giant Grinders got him and in North Brantford, Absolute Liquors. In New Haven, Clark's Dairy Restaurant, in Old Saybrook, Seatoe, Central Connecticut, and Cunningham Supply. In Orange, Connecticut, pick one up at Corrin's, Corrin's Clark's Dairy Restaurant and Daddy's Junkie Music. In Plainville at Curves for Women, in Shelton at the Donut Center. In South Windsor at Body Graphics Tattoo on Route 5. In Stratford at Midas Auto Systems Experts and Gelb's Flooring and Building. And in Tathville at Scotty's M&M Liquors. You can find one in Torrington at Midas Auto Systems Experts and in Vernon at Planet Fitness. Wallingford has two locations, the Music uh, Station and Toyota of Wallingford. 
Waterbury at Phoenix Records, the Beauty Mark Tattooing and Piercing, and Tower Printing. In Wethersfield, Connecticut, pick one up at Giovanni's Brick Oven New York Style Pizzeria, who I hear deliver, and at Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. In West Haven at Expressive Auto Sales and at Woolkit at the Woolkit Deli and Cars by Us. <clears throat> now in Massachusetts... People, Springfield Mass, got him at Body Graphics Tattoo, and Wilbraham at Rob Cardi Salon, in West Springfield Mass at Indian Motorcycles and Union Auto Parts, and on Long Island, two locations, East Northport Army and Navy Store, and Huntington Leather on West Carver Street. That's it. That's location. If you didn't hear one or you're unclear, go to Radio104.com, click on the D-Euro sticker, and the entire network will open up for your perusal. All right, stick around for the news. It's next on D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. D-Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. To the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. Hey, next week on D-Snyder Radio, Bob Vila from this old house, the original Mr. Tool Time himself, is going to be uh, calling in. We're going to be talking to him. Got some great ideas for Father's Day. So uh, I'm interested in talking to that guy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not like the most handy guy around the house, but I'm not completely inept. I got tools. <laughs> <laughs> got, got some badass tools. All right. So uh, we're going to talk to him. Hey, Friday, June 29th, have you heard? It's D Day 2. And we're going to be broadcasting live from the Batman Theater at Six Flags, New England, in Agua, Mass. Celebrating the second anniversary of D. Snyder Radio. People are so excited about this that Six Flags has declared June 29th D-Day for the entire day at the park. And Radio 104 is going to be broadcasting from there all day long. That means Will Cow. I wonder if he'll be as... Um, Verbose with a live audience around him. Uh, should be interesting. <laughs> he's the first. He's the first DJ to ever broadcast from a dunk tank. <laughs> Jazz will be there with cousin Chris and even the Carlito Show. Radio 104 celebrating my anniversary as well. They'll be broadcasting there till midnight. Is that right? Midnight. Yep. Now our party is by invitation only. Okay. And how do you get invited? Well, there's going to be plenty of opportunities. We'll be giving away invitations. As a matter of fact, this weekend, they're giving away invitations all weekend long. Is that right, Nick? Yes, it is. Starting when? What's the deal t- details on um, that? I believe it's 5 p.m. tonight. Okay. And uh, you'll be listening, and we'll be giving away invitations. And you and a guest, if you win, will not only get to hang out, watch the morning show, You'll get to see bands, local legends like the Flames perform. Seven Mary Three, the band that did Cumbersome and their new single Wait, will be performing live. You're going to get all sorts of little goodies like D-Day hats and commemorative CDs and pictures. And there's going to be a lot of sponsors. D-Snyder Radio is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Everybody wants a piece of the action now. It's awesome. But check this out. At 9 o'clock, 
we're opening it up to the public, which means if you don't win tickets, you can come down there. But first, download your coupon, which will be up in a couple of weeks. We'll let you know when it's up there. They have a special $10.04 admission. $10.04. That is like $25 cheaper than the regular price. So you can come into the park, join the festivities of D. Snyder Radio's second anniversary show, check out Seven Mary Three, and then hang out at the park for the day and kick ass there. So it'll be a great time. D-Day 2. Friday, June 29th. Mark it on your calendar. Get your dialing fingers ready. Because right now, call number 10 at 860-666-4444. We'll win a pair of invitations to D-Day 2. Call now. Join the party. Beth, before we get into the news, one reaction. Well, it's actually a reaction and an observation. We were talking about daylight savings time. And, you know, we had someone call in to explain daylight savings time. Mm -hmm. Bobby D. writes in and says he went to the World Almanac, 2001. Says daylight savings time was first observed in the U.S. during World War I and then again during World War II. Parentheses, no reason given. Hmm. In the intervening years, some states and communities observed daylight savings time using whatever beginning and ending dates they chose. In 1966, Congress passed the Uniform Time Act, which provided that any state or territory that chooses to observe daylight savings time must begin and end on the federal dates. Any state could, by law, exempt itself. Currently, Arizona, Hawaii, the Eastern Time Zone portion of Indiana. I knew that, yeah. Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and the American Samoa don't observe daylight savings time. That's Bobby D., so I'm saying, well, thank you, Bobby. It's great, but I'm still not getting enough information. So I got my best man on the job. And by the way, you can stop calling because Kim from the Tuck is going to the pate. Okay? We'll give away another pair of tickets later on during the show. And remember, this weekend, they'll be giving away D-Day tickets all weekend long. I mean, invitations. Sorry, no, they're not tickets. They're invitations. Um, and actually, they are not tickets. They're not physical tickets. Okay? As a matter of fact, it'll be quite excited when you see how we present the, your, your invitations. So, Sean went online, printed out this whole thing. I've read it four times, Beth. I still can't figure it out. Apparently, Benjamin Franklin did come up with the idea, originally. For the farmers? No, apparently farmers were against it. Hmm. Because it took away early daylight. Like, without daylight savings, I'm advancing the clock, they would have had more sun early in the morning when they're out there so they didn't want it and it started in germany and england and apparently it was some guy uh, i want to get into his name and stuff in 1909 who started pushing it over there in england and he died ridiculed for the idea but they finally put it into effect to conserve i guess it was to, during world war one to conserve coal or something like that but no mention of the children and the buses. No mention of the farmers. They didn't want the thing to happen. And the one consistent mention is, gee, it's really nice having an extra hour of sunlight in the summer. <laughs> that's, that's like the one thing, the theme throughout this thing. Yeah, saves a little energy, but blah, blah, blah. But isn't it great having that extra hour of sunlight in the summer to hang out? It is nice. It is nice, but I, I, how do you get a movement? The whole world observes this, except for the eastern part of Indiana. And American Samoa, but who cares? And Puerto Rico. They don't even know what's going on down there. So, <laughs> what, a different clock? Who cares? We don't need no stinking clocks. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm still in the dark and uninformed. But please, 
enlighten me to the day's events, Beth Lockwood. The state Senate has approved a bill that would allow municipalities to regulate smoking in restaurants and other places. Under current law, only the state can restrict smoking in public areas. Opponents say the law will be confusing for both smokers and non-smokers. That bill now faces a fight in the state house. They are cracking down on those smokers. But I'm telling you, and I think I'm the first person to make this connection that I think that not only do the smokers have the smokers come to like the going outside, but it definitely brings them back to their early days of smoking, Mm -hmm. being the bad kids in school. And you know all you smokers were the bad kids. uh, Hanging out on the side of the building, sneaking a puff. (laughs) That's what you guys did. Leaned against the wall and sat out there in the colds of winter smoking because you couldn't do it in school. And I think that connection has a very positive memory for smokers. I think those were good times. Sneak dark side, can you, I mean, back me up here. Well, we used to go in the bathroom, but I, I totally All agree. All right, but, yeah. but even that, bad, even that, yeah, you know. Bad image. Well, it's also, I mean, but it was kind of like a cool little thing. Yeah. You felt like you were doing something bad. You were getting away with something. And to this day, you've got, you know, problems with cigarette smokers smoking where they're not supposed mm-hmm. to smoke. So, I mean, I think it's, you hark, it brings them back. I think it's just reinforcing smoking for them. I don't think it's working, Beth. Well, it was George W. Bush who signed a zero-tolerance underage drinking measure into law when he was governor of Texas. And now that he's president, he's wrestling with it in a whole new way. His twin 19-year-old daughters have been cited for trying to buy alcohol at a restaurant in Austin. So, they did. Go ahead and well, charge them. Well, he did say he passed his law, zero tolerance, but not in his house. <laughs> <laughs> not in, no, you know what? I mean, I, I've, I've been known to beat on the bush once in a while. And... Uh, uh, and beat him up, uh, you know, things he does. But this is commonplace. And a 19-year-old trying to get drinks, that's not unusual. I've, although, yeah. I will tell you, I think that he probably doesn't have either, it's like you said yesterday, it's a cry for attention on their por- part, or he just doesn't have the kind of control over his daughters that I know that my dad had. I mean, if my dad were president... I would have had the fear of God if I did anything like this to bring any embarrassment. Yeah, but Jenna to the White has House. got her dad's smirk. Have you seen Jenna? She's got dad's smirk on that face. That's why Nick digs her. <laughs> because oh, I she like looks both like, of them. Yeah, but, but Jenna's got dad's smirk. But we talked about this yesterday. You know, somebody wrote in, uh, and I'll read his letter a little later on. Um, so, wait a bit, it's not fair. I'm not pointing fingers at George W. I mean, you know, kids have been trying to get away with drinking when they're not supposed to and smoking for years. But when you have Secret Service there checking the place out in advance, securing a table for them, these are law enforcement agents. And I'm not saying that they should stop them. But the girls know they are there. They know they report back to their dad. They know they are walked in and the entire place is checking them out. The Bush daughters are here and she hands over somebody else's ID. She is just asking for trouble and she's getting it. Mm -hmm. And the restaurant, 
you know, somebody, the guy who wrote in, I think it was Jeff the Republican wrote in, I think it calls himself, he said, how many restaurants call the police for a phony ID? They confiscate the ID, they refuse to serve you, they ask you to leave, but call the cops? This place was clearly looking to get some publicity. Well, all, well or, you know, trying to be a little proactive instead of getting trouble for letting them go in hindsight because you know that's oh, going to get on. you know that's going to get out that they were there and they had a fake ID and you're the restaurant and you didn't do anything about it. Oh, so you mean trying to protect yourself? Yeah. What do you mean? Come on, Nick. Why not? <clears throat> Restaurants not going to get in trouble by anyone for having the president's daughter. Yeah, drink I would in think. There. Yeah, you yeah. get in I trouble just for serving no. minors. But but don't serve her. Well, I don't know what the the laws are. There's this some there's this zero tolerance law in Texas. I, I'm not a lawyer, and I certainly don't know the the laws in Texas. But usually, if you are a bar owner, you're supposed to confiscate fake IDs. So if a kid walked into a into a like a Seven Eleven wanted to buy a beer out of the cooler, you know, and tried to pass a fake ID, rest his ass. Guy is going to call the They're cops. They're not just regular say, no, kids. No, get the hell out of here. I don't know what exactly. the laws They're are. Publicity. Well, it's yeah, but I think if you think you're going to get in trouble. The bigger point, the, the bigger point here, though, I mean, you, you know, Beth could be right, could be wrong, but she's in knowingly doing something that's going to get yeah. back to her dad. I mean, she wants dad's attention. She's flying this, obviously, she knows they know who she is. She's like, she's taunting them with a fake ID. She wanted to get caught. Have you ever seen a Secret Service make a move on a place? It's outrageous. They come in, they scan, they check, they look at the table, they make sure we're bringing in the Bush girls. Great. Oh, my God. The president's daughters. Oh, that's wonderful. They come, they sit down. Here's my ID. It's you know, Rebecca Hamilton. They just introduced you as the Bush daughters. And you're handing me somebody else's proof? Everybody in the country knows you're 19. This girl... Is, wants daddy's wants something I don't know but she definitely was trying to get caught and she did mm -hmm. hey you know what we gotta do traffic Sean, uh, Sean thinks we should do traffic so uh, who am I to argue with that uh, Psycho Dan what's going on bro alright Sean this traffic report is brought to you by Langen Volkswagen <laughs> drivers wanted at Langen Volkswagen with locations in Glastonbury and Meriden or check out their website at langenvw.com traveling on 84 East still a little bit busy going into the downtown tunnel 84 West watch out for that sunglare still coming off the buildings just a little bit but it is dying down 91 South slow going from exit 33 into town. 91 North looks good right now. Traveling on Route 2, it's going to be busy from exit 3 up to the flyover. And a check on New Haven traffic on 95 South. A little bit slow from exit 53 into downtown New Haven. At 716, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Well, some bad news. There's an alarming resurgence of AIDS among gay men. To those too young to witness how the epidemic in the early 80s. That's what researchers are saying. They think the lack of first-hand knowledge about how the disease can destroy the body, coupled with complacency because of new and improved medications, has contributed to the now dramatic spike in infection rates. There's now a 4.4% 4 of gay and bisexual men between the ages of 23 and 29 are newly infected each year with HIV, and the rates are even higher, much higher, for black gay men at 14.7%. Lay it on me, dark side. Oh, you're not taking Nick's hint, man. That was too, that was right there. Um, yes, there is complacency, and that's always a problem mm -hmm. because it has been, I don't know if it's been lessening, 
But it's been, you know, you've been hearing about, well, you're seeing, dare we say, success stories like Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same. I mean, it is, though. I mean, yeah. the guy's everywhere. He's healthy. He's, you know, on 47 different pills and what have you, and it's working, you know, as far as people can see. Right. But, I mean, of course, those drugs are also incredibly damaging to your body, but that's the part you don't really I'm see. I'm just saying perception. Yeah. I'm not oh, saying yeah, that sure. they're, they're right. They're seeing, uh, you know, a, 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 wow, okay. And on one hand, it's good that people don't realize, you know, they realize it's not a mandatory death sentence mm -hmm. or instantaneous. But on the other hand, it's kind of bad because it's obviously making people think it's safe out there. Yeah. It's not. Whip out everything you got and do it in the butt. There, there you go, George. <laughs> With protection. Right. With protection, people. Well, I don't like, think the ladies' man was saying without protection. No. You're clearly gay. There's nothing really else to say about that. I think you all know that. <laughs> Well, this will be of interest to you, Dee, since you're trying to lose about 15 pounds that you've packed down over the past couple of years. German yes. scientists claim to have solved the debate over whether exercise or dieting is the best way to lose weight. They've come up with a test that showed both work equally well, but the downside is dieting can damage the body while exercise does a body good. The German ah. Institute for Nutrition and Dieting examined a group of men. Half aimed to burn off 700 calories a day through exercise. The other half tried for the equivalent loss in weight through dieting. Both lost the same amount, but two good things for the exercisers. They lost more stomach fat, and they also had better benefits to their long-term health. So they say proper, proper diet, not necessarily crash dieting and exercise, the way to go. Well, yesterday morning, I had, uh, well, I've not observed, I'm certainly aware, but since I've taken on this job, I have slowly gotten heavier. No, I'm not, you know, I'm not shredding on Ross Britain's turf in any fashion there, but I am, you know, I put on 15 pounds. I'm not loincloth worthy anymore. And um, it's been a frustration thinking about the life. Oh, yes. It's been a frustration. And because I haven't changed my eating habits, I've tried a number of diets and can't seem to lose it. And what I did finally realize is that doing radio is a far more sedentary lifestyle. And, you know, and that's, and I said, wow, I realized I'm not as physically active, not exercise wise, but the in between stuff where I was always in Manhattan and always walking around the city. I mean, just, and I'm a, I'm a speed walker. I'm always like blowing around that town, you know? And, uh, no, that, that, look at Nick's eyes went wide. Just relax. <laughs> okay? This is D you're talking about. Uh, and, uh, and it's been frustrating. Uh, and and, and, and I, but I said, you know what? I've got to step up my aerobic <laughs> exercise, do more than I've been doing, because to compensate for the lack of physical ac activity that I'm doing during the course of the day. So now, when I'm here in the studio... Jumping jacks. <laughs> Many times you can't see it, but during Beth's newscast, I'm doing <laughs> calisthenics. Not even out of breath. Right around the block a few times. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, here's a disturbing story. An Indiana man has been charged with animal cruelty and being a habitual offender after allegedly having sex with a chicken. Oh! Michael Bessigano 
allegedly had sex with a chicken in a motel room in Valparaiso. Motel staff found the room he stayed in covered with blood and feathers when they went to clean it. Oh, my God. God. The 30-year-old now faces up to seven and a half years in jail if he's convicted of the two offenses. A detective said he has these urges which need to be addressed. Now, his rap sheet also has an accusation that he broke a rooster's neck one time and again broke the neck of a goose after he tried to molest it. In 1992, he was also accused of having sex with and killing a Rottweiler. I don't do oh humans. <laughs> How big is this guy? I don't know. Do it in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> a Rottweiler? He's certainly bigger than the dog. <laughs> but Rottweilers are like, can be nasty. Well, especially the, assuming <laughs> if someone's coming up behind you. Well, no pun intended, the dog got the wrong end of that deal because hey, he also lady. ended up dead. He killed the dog as well. So I don't know if that's... You know, you know, pre that was coitus or post or what, but the dog is dead and he was charged and it's a disgusting mess. That was a joke that I heard years ago about a guy doing it with a chicken. No. And he and the joke went that he went to this, you know, this house of uh, prostitution and he said, Look, I'm looking for something new and exciting and the guy goes, Well, yeah, I'll do something new and exciting and he sends him into a room and there's a chicken in there. <laughs> That's the joke? No. Oh. So he's in the room and he goes, the chicken. Well, this place is, you know, like this isn't what they're talking about. Let me try it. And he does it with the chicken and has the most incredible sex of his life. It's like unbelievable. So the next night he comes back and he goes, that was outrageous. What else do you got? And they go, well, here, you now, this tonight, go over there and see that wall with the holes in it. Go take a look to one of the holes in the wall. So he's looking through the hole in the wall, and there's other people next to him through other holes in the wall, and he's looking, and there's some guy in there having normal sex. And he goes, what is this? I can't believe they charged me for this. This isn't so great. And the guy next to him says, stick around. Last night, they had some nut in there doing it with a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought that was a a goof. He took it one step further. He heard the joke and took it seriously. I'd like to say, I did not. (laughs) <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm looking at Dan's comment. I'm sorry. I can't even say it on the air. Let's just say the chicken didn't fare well. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, an Italian man has used bits of his arm to enlarge his formerly one-inch penis. Surgeons grafted pieces of bone and flesh to the 30-year-old Italian's penis, adding four inches to its length. Say hello to my Not anymore. Doctors in Rome say the unnamed patient will be able to fulfill his dream of finally having sex and may even become a father. They say within two months he will gain full sensitivity. So previously... Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. It was so diminutive that he was unable to even have sex. You're small. Small. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, thank God for the miracle of science. That would be really sad. Mm -hmm. He's Italian? Yes, he was. Hey, he oh, is. that must be a tough cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those Ranzoni Pony, the Italian right. Stallion. You hear so many of those names, you know. They're supposed to be such studs. I mean, there's the Irish curse there, you know. It would have gone unnoticed but in Italy. <laughs> it's horrible. Well, is this... Uh, and So what, he's got a four, four it inches? It added four, so now he has five. Oh, my God, he had an inch? He had an inch. An angry inch? That's it. 
It wasn't a botched job, a botched uh, trans sex, you know, ch- sex change job or Could something. Could he like say that. can't hang? Exactly. <laughs> Not no at kidding. all. <laughs> uh, well, <Get> an innie. <laughs> <laughs> in Arizona's Sun City West retirement community, the average age is 73, but that's not stopping couples there from having sex in the great outdoors. Oh, oh. Officials at the Sun City West Recreation Center have reported recently a dozen incidents of seniors having public sex everywhere from swimming pools and spas to benches, benches and parks and parking lots. Do it in the bus. Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. They encountered that, but. Oh. This is off the hook. Despite warnings from officials, couples have been persistent in their pursuit of outdoor romance. And lights installed by the center to impede this kind of activity have been vandalized soon after they've been installed. You know... <laughs> but it, see, that's the problem. Go, Grandma. With age, Go, Grandma. Pe- people care less. <laughs> I know, which is such a great thing. And they just get out. And yeah, so they're like, what are you going to do to me? I'm freaking 80 years old. You're going to put me in jail? You know there's that whole, I fought in the war, I can do what I want thing going on, which I also think is great. Go for it. No one's getting hurt. uh, People are witnessing it, I think, (laughs) or getting a little scarred. (laughs) It's it's, it's new meaning to these dance bands saying, ain't going to play Sun City. (laughs) No one wants to go there. (laughs) When you want a woman, you just take the woman. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. Oh, that's got to be a sight. You know what? Like I said, do you think they care? Clearly they don't. No. Clearly they don't. God bless them. Just build a big high wall and let them go crazy in there. (laughs) (laughs) Your balls are dragging. (laughs) More like it. Suck. Suck. (laughs) 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 I don't have a paper who's down. A South Carolina man who can complain that his McDonald's chicken nuggets were uh, the S word has been charged with disorderly conduct. John Kendall they? Hilton Head claimed his nuggets were burnt and told the cashier, I'm not going to eat this excrement. The police were called and they claimed Kendall was calling his nuggets four letter words. He was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, the later released on bond. He said, I told them I wasn't going to eat this excrement. I didn't curse at the girl behind the counter. I cursed at the nuggets. You know what? It's differentiating. There's a lesson to be learned here, and I've learned it myself. When you're expressing your displeasure with something, and you're filing a complaint, you're totally within your rights. The minute you start using profanity, all of a sudden... You become the culprit. Mm. I've, I, I mean, I, I've done that, and I learned my lesson from it. Where I've, I've gotten like really angry, at, you know, and I started cursing, and all of a sudden I became the bad guy because I was just, no read, there's no sir, there's no need to use that kind of language, and all of a sudden I'm on the defensive. So definitely, you know, if you if those McNuggets taste like excrement, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't say excrement, say crap or something like that or disgusting. Otherwise, 
Look at they arrested his ass. Yeah. Dark side. You're the kind of see, like when you were online and you were upset. When your first picture with Connor was the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus? Uh, I think the first time I was going for Santa Claus. Mm. And remember you got upset and started cursing and stuff? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, <Man>. but see, <laughs> you you were upset, and you were in your right to be upset. But the minute you started cursing, then you notice how all of a sudden you were like the bad guy in the situation? Yeah, yeah because I it was all I got kids. Some, I got well, some dirty looks. You were that using the F word, and that yeah. was wrong wasn't of people to give you dirty them. looks? Yeah, I wasn't using it at yeah. them or but at but the people. The people on the, you're that's the point. In earshot of little kids waiting to see Santa, and you're cursing cursing out Father Christmas. I tried to keep I, it low. <laughs> well, and the thing is that a lot of the people who are online are feeling frustrated but don't have the nerve to stand up and say something. So at first, when you start saying something, you're speaking for everybody online. And they're like, yeah, yeah, the other guy's standing up for us. It sucks. And then all of a sudden, you start using the F word, and all of a sudden, they're turning on you. And now you got no no support. <laughs> because they're going, what's going on? I got my kid here. This guy's cursing like an idiot. I was pissed. Clearly. <laughs> a German man. You know, what, you know what my actual complaint was? Is, I see, I, and this is the way, I, what I said to the customer service was, this effing banana hammock could give me an effing rash on my nuts. And if I left, it was 1977, if, the, if I left the F word out of that, my complaint was justified because, you know, you shouldn't get a rash. They shouldn't shake. So it was the <laughs> the F word that changed the whole focus. Mm -hmm. You understand, Beth? I do. I do. <laughs> That's why I try to keep my cursing to a minimum. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> a German Porsche driver has been caught on camera going not only 150 miles an hour, but at the same time reading a newspaper. Oh, Germany, thank God. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it was my brother, Frank. He was going a buck fifty in a 60-mile-an-hour zone when officers looked at the picture that they got from a camera. They realized he was also reading the paper as he drove. <laughs> man has been sent a letter ordering to pay about $750 in fines and will also lose his license for three months. Police spokesman said he'll get the letter in about two weeks, but as he's such a keen newspaper reader, I'm sure he'll learn about it sooner than that. Is there a problem, officers? My, I can't believe that. And my brother told me that he does his reading on his way to work in his car. But while he's sitting he, in traffic, right? Not while no, he's... No, no. Oh, he's a menace. He works on the east end of Long Island. And he goes against the traffic. Okay? And he tells me that because there's no traffic, so he has a little stand and he reads books. I said, are you kidding me? He goes, no, you know, like I look down, I'll read a couple sentences, I'll look back up to make sure I'm going straight. I look down. There are people who do that. I know he's your brother, but they've got to get him off the road. <laughs> they talk about people on phones? At least a phone, you can still look out the window. He's reading, he's read entire books, not in one ride, over the course of time. So you, Snyder Brothers, you do all of your reading on the toilet, he does all of his in traffic. Doesn't anybody <laughs> sit on the couch and crack the binding in your family? No, never. Right. <laughs> That's TV time on the couch. So, Darkside, I don't have time to do this Beatles thing right now. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, we got to get spots. All right. All right, we'll save sports. it for the yeah. next news break. Okay. Red Sox beat Toronto 11-5. Florida over the Mets 5-3. Hockey Colorado 3-1 over New Jersey. They take a two games to one lead in that series. Sunny near 70 today. Then tonight, rain and thunderstorms roll in. A low in the 50s tomorrow. Some lingering showers and in the mid-60s. It's 43 at 734.
Okay. We have decided that there has to be another way to get D-Day tickets besides calling in, being call number 10. I mean, what if you really need them and you're not fast on the fo- uh, with the phone dialing or something like that, okay? And there's a degree of chance. Well, there's one other way, and that is make your plea. Not, not on email, okay? Forget that. Call our Snide Remarks line at 860-723-6071. And all you got to do don't uh, cry and don't tell us your sob story. I don't want to hear about how you know how sick you are. I mean, you know, because we feel bad and everything like that. And we, we want to hear how D. Snyder Radio has affected your life. Okay? Call 860-723-6071. Tell us how D. Snyder Radio has affected your life. And if we feel that our show has played a significant role in your world... We're going to give you a pair of invitations to D-Day 2 on June 29th at Six Flags, New England. And of course, make sure you leave your name and phone number on the message show. Of course. Yes, we can contact. And realize we're going to play it on the air as well. But not your phone number. We won't do that. (laughs) No, no, not your phone number. Leave your name and your phone number. Don't leave us a great, you know, ND Signer Radio changed my life and I've been a better person and no name and phone number. Okay, we don't have caller ID and we can't star 6-9 you or something like that. All right, we're taking a break. Coming back. Next up is, uh, oh, 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 we're supposed to be an interview with Nikki Six, but he effed us again, third time. Now, now he's saying, well, could you do it on Friday? He's going to do it Monday. We're going to talk to him, but I got I to gotta ask him about this. I mean, I'm going to have to, uh, I expect more from one of my peers. He was, a, I mean, he died on heroin. I'm not surprised that he can't keep to the timetable. Yeah, well, I've been skimming his book, The Dirt, too, and, and this guy's a mess. Okay, I mean they say it like they're proud, but you know I look at the, I look at the path they walked, completely different one than I walked, and I go, have fun. All right, uh, I'm glad I'm where, where I am. Anyways, but we're going to talk to him hopefully next week. But we were telling you earlier in the week that we had a, a little test to find out who your inner rock star is. Thought it might be interesting. Big Mama actually hipped us to it. Well, we're going to do that when we get back. Uh, very curious to find out who my inner rock star is. So stick around for more D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Stick around. He's a sick man. He has a disease. D. Snyder Radio. Bad voices, bad voices. Radio. Sometimes the people are insane. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. All right, Monday, D. Snyder Radio. We've got the Family Feud. Be sure to go to our website at Radio104.com. Answer this week's Peeps Poll, the survey questions that we use on the Family Feud each week. And, of course, tune in for the feud. It's always a good time, especially when there's questions at Dark Side Dave's expense. Uh, and uh, while you're there, do us a favor. There's one special Peeps Poll question, not for the feud. We ask you... For your favorite moments, list your favorite moments from D. Snyder Radio over the past year because we are assembling a commemorative CD for D-Day 2, and we want your thoughts and ideas. Of course, we've heard plenty uh, of people. You want the prostate, you want in the hood, at home at Mudbone, Mudbone's penis, the C.C. DeVille interview, Gene Simmons, Shame of the City, Talking Dirty, D. Snyder Radio Feud, Sagan Voss. Those are covered. All right, so give us some more uh, different ideas as well. Uh, some reaction and much of it to the 100 Most Beautiful Women. 
and shame of the cité. We got a traffic update coming for you in just a minute as well, so don't panic, you people out there on the roadways. D. Snyder Radio is there for you. We are there for them, Beth Lockwood. Uh, Matt, a.k.a. Master of Temptation, was said he was disappointed that Morgan Fairchild was not on the list of sexiest women since she's great looking and still sexy for her age. Seriously. Old school. I mean, I don't, I, she's got to be like 60. Did you see her on Friends, mm -hmm. Beth? Yeah, I did. Holy she looked great. Crap. You know the, who I think is... Um, I don't have HBO, so I don't see the show, but I think that Kim Cattrall is a sexy woman from that yeah, show. Yeah, I don't think... It seemed almost... Well, it, it was a couple of women who were, were around 40. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Heather Locklear, what have you, but uh, not really any past that. Yeah. It was a great line on that Friends, that final Friends episode between Morgan Fra uh, Fairchild and Kathleen Turner, mm -hmm. who played uh, played the transvestite dad. Said somebody's got a little too much breast for that dress, and she says somebody's got a little too much penis for his dress. <laughs> right. That was great. Kathleen um, Turner, wow, she certainly bumped herself off that list. Holy crap! Because what movie my son was watching the other day? It was The Man with Two Brains, an ancient ancient Steve Martin movie and she was on there and it was like half the person mm -hmm. incredibly gorgeous incredibly hot you wouldn't know it was the same person uh, also we got a genie from Manchester says oh, the, G the genie said I have to agree with Nick 100% about Sandra Bullock being a dog says I can honestly say I would have kicked her out of bed and how can anyone put Sandra higher than Elizabeth Hurley a dog yeah, is this, is this one of your other screen names, the Genie of Manchester, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> was that yeah. the Genie formerly of Manchester? Yeah. yeah, I agreed with myself. Wow. Just want to make that point. Um, Howie the Man wrote in and said, Yesterday's Shame of the City. What a reaction to Shame of the City. Was great. Nick, you forgot one rule to enforce. Both hands on the penis, sir. <laughs> Help me the man. Uh, let's see. Beth, not Beth Lockwood, said today's Shame of the City uh, was best yet by Nick. He is so cool in this capacity. Cool. Because his voice maintains a tone of authority. And when in a compromising situation, he maintains composure. Look at that. Uh, Kiki writes, kudos to Nick and Sean on their promoting of our state with the cleanest bathrooms. There you go. Good good job there, guys. There, I'm looking here. Susan said, oh, my God, I wanted you to know that I'm a new listener. I started listening last week. I got to tell you, I thought Shame of the City was laugh out loud funny. Nick and Sean crack me up. I was laughing so hard driving to work, I had tears streaming down my face. Okay, look at that. Look at that. Look what you're doing there. Thank you for making my drive to work a better ride, Susan. Well, thank you, well, Susan, for joining us. Yes, I'll spread the world word. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, Grandma Moses said Sean and Nick should get battle pay <laughs> for things like that. Dirty Dog, our loyal canine listener, says, What I learned today is that if you're in the bathroom with someone like Nick, it's okay to shake your fist in his face as long as you washed it first. <laughs> <laughs> Dano, the true D. Snyder Radio fanatic, says today's Shame of the City was kick-ass. Nick, you've got massive brass balls, dude. Every week, Shame of the City gets better and better. 
Uh, and the last letter comes from Dank. Says, I just really don't want, I just really don't know what to say when it comes to Nick on the streets. The kid is out of his mind. <laughs> Each week he does himself one better. That's from Dank. Right on, man. Look at that. People just, just loved Seamus City. He really did well. And I know that was a tough one. Mm, thank you. I mean, I, when I spoke to you, it took two days to get it, and it was really, it was, it was not an easy thing to do for you to go in that bathroom. But look at the results. People embrace <laughs> shame in the city. Okay. And one other thing, you know, on that list, top 100 sexy swimmers, Zsa Zsa Gabor, where was she? Ignored. Yeah. Ignored. Yeah. All right. Let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan, because then we're going to find out who our inner rock stars are. Psycho. Now... I'm sure other people have done this who's your inner rock star test, but I'm going to bet that no rock stars have taken the <laughs> who's your inner rock star quiz. Okay, so we're going to find out just how accurate this damn thing is or how much I've slipped. So uh, what I'll do here is how rock and roll. How upset are you going to be if you're not Axel? I'll be a little pissed. <laughs> well, we'll find out. And uh, this is courtesy of Big Mama, who hipped us to this. Thank you very much, Big Mama. And I'll read the questions. Sean will get everybody's answers. And then, what is it, one of those feed into the computers we find out later on? Yeah, I'll feed it in, and it'll uh, take me about five minutes to get all the uh, answers. Cool. So, if you guys are ready, here we go. It says, the opening statement is this. Who is, who's your inner rock star? Deep down, you know you're a rock god. You were born for lights, limos, glamour, and don't forget the babes. <laughs> or guys, Beth, in your case. <laughs> Discover your inner rock star and start living the rock and roll lifestyle. We can already hear your screaming fans. All right, here we go. Question number one. They can back down that music now. Beth Lockwood. Mm -hmm. The question is, how settled are you? What? No, I'll give you the choices. A, I live with my parents. B, I'm renting. C, I'm a homeowner. Or D, I live in a van. Okay, in my case, I'm a homeowner. Okay, Ms. Lockwood? Um, B, presently. Currently renting for Beth. Darkside Dave? Um, well, she's a homeowner. She, oh, well, it's your couple. I think this makes you a okay, homeowner. Then. All right, that's cool. We'll okay, take homeowner. And Nick? <laughs> I think car or van is yeah, acceptable. Civic. Yeah. Okay. So you get four. I live in a van. Down Believe by the just river. Left his re residence yesterday. Okay, number two. Do you tend to worry about things? Answer one is yeah, that's me. B, I can be a worry wart. I can be a worry wart. C, very rarely, and D, nope, worrying causes wrinkles. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say worry. I'm not a worrier, so I'm going to go with very rarely for myself. Ms. Lockwood? I'm somewhere between B and C. Um, I guess I'll say I can be I think sometimes. you're going to say B. I guess I'll say B. I rarely you can do, be. Yeah, well, let's say yeah, that's yeah. me, but you say you can. Yeah, I can worry about it. Saying sometimes yeah. I can worry about stuff. Darkside Dave. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I'm between B and C, but I don't let a lot of things bother me, so I'll go with C. Very rarely for Darkside Dave. Nick Lentino. Uh, how do you tend to worry about things? Yeah. That's you. Mm -hmm. I don't one. blame you. I would cripple under the pressure of your life. 
<laughs> living out of my car and don't know where my next meal's coming from. I don't know how you make it through the day, he kid. He carries... <laughs> I hope I'm not exposing anything here, but he carries unopened utility bills in his pockets. He's afraid to open them. Yeah. But he carries them. <laughs> Opened some of them last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now you've been evicted. <laughs> okay, question three. Your voice is A, quiet and breathy. Uh, B, low and raspy. C, cute and perky. Or D, deep and soulful. Um, I think I got to go with low and raspy. Definitely right? for you, yeah. yeah. that that would be me. All right, Beth? What do you think? I don't know. What's Well, a? you're not quiet and breathy. Quiet and breathy. No. I don't think... I'd th you're closer to cute and perky, I think. You think? What do you think, guys? I mean, given those choices, yeah. quiet those and choices, breathy, yeah. low and raspy, cute and perky, or deep and soulful. You're not quiet and breathy, you're not low and raspy, and you're not deep and soulful. See, I don't think I have a cute and perky voice, but... Oh, uh, I think you do. Yeah. It's very you nice. don't look. It's, yeah, it's not. I don't. I don't want to make it sound like it, that's not <laughs> perfect for you. It's not perfect for you, but you're very. Um, it's a nice voice. It's please, it's a pleasant voice. I don't like that, but all right, I'll take it. Okay, I uh, want to go with C. A, but okay, I'll take C. I'm sorry, you know, Pat, the receptionist, she's quiet and breathy. <laughs> Hello, Clear Channel Communications. <laughs> I can do quiet and breathy. Pat, I can do what that. are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Cute and perky. That nice stinks. Soul. My rock star is going to stink. <laughs> All right. Do you want to take no, quiet and breathy? No, I want to do it honestly. You're not quiet and breathy. I'm sorry. Dark Side Dave. Um, I think you're going to take deep and soulful. Yeah, because I mean, it's. I don't know. I don't think it's raspy, so I guess it's I'll have to go. not cute with, and perky. No, no. I guess we'll have to go with deep and soulful. Yeah, you could do a you know like a little Barry White thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you would be deep and... <laughs> Nick. Deep and soulful. <laughs> I think you're joining me. <laughs> What's that? Would you say cute and perky? See, that's the thing. I don't think that really fits either of us, but it's the closest. <laughs> it's neither cute nor perky, but it's certainly not low and raspy or well, he, deep and soulful. he's kind of raspy. Yeah, but he's, he's not just, low. His voice is higher than my voice. If I get cute and perky, he gets cute and perky. Okay, cute and perky for Nick. Oh, Number God. four. Okay. Where does your paycheck go? Number one, that's a no-brainer. I invest it. Two, all put into savings. Three, I spend some and I save some. Or four, to pay off my maxed out credit cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the closest for me would it be C. I spend some, I save some. Same for me. Same for Beth. C, Dark Side Dave. Well, I don't have any credit card bills, but it does. It all goes to the bills anyway, so I guess I'll go with D. Okay, and D, and Nick Lantino. Yeah, we go right to D. Uh, well, they don't have E. I give it to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender. <laughs> Whereas it all goes to charity, Nick, because that's really, right? Because you have that son you support. Yeah, yeah, that's who. By the way, Sean already took his test and is in a rock star. Mama Cass. <laughs> a little surprising. No, Sean, I know you took the test. You can tell us later what your rock star was, okay? Um, number five. The best place to hear live music is... A, at a wedding, 
B, in a small, intimate club. Three, uh, wait a minute, when I said B, C, at an amphitheater. Or D, at an outdoor, weekend-long festival. Okay, I'm going to go with C, at an amphitheater. Beth? Uh, I kind of like a club setting, I think. B for Beth. Dark Side Dave? I'll go with C. Amphitheater and Nick? Hmm. I'm torn between B and C. Uh, I'll go with B. Okay. A small, intimate club for Nick. Nick and I are going to six on who's your inner rock star. Okay? We're finding out who our inner rock stars are. Number six, are you comfortable around unpredictable people? Okay? I guess the definition of an unpredictable person is uh, someone who's capable of rash actions mm. or uh, doing things out of, I don't know, surprising things. Has sort of personality changes on drop of a dime. We've had some people like that around. Okay. Are you comfortable around unpredictable people? Uh, a, no way. B, not really. C, sometimes. Or D, sure, I never know what's next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I myself have to go with not really. I don't really care for them. Yeah, same with me. I, I would prefer that somebody had sort of the same personality on all days. Yeah. I, I don't have to hurt somebody. Uh, dark Side <laughs> Dave. I, what was C? Sometimes. Yeah, I'll go with C because, you know, it throws spice into the day. Mm. Okay. And Nick? I don't care. I'll go with sure. I never know sure, what's next. Sure, I never know what's next. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you're one of those people, Nick. Uh, number seven. It's 11.30 p.m. on a Tuesday night. You're most likely... Now, I think we need to adjust this. Okay, for us. Say it's a vacation week for us because, obviously, for the most part, yeah. we're all sleeping at 11.30. Well, I think it's supposed to be a work day. So, you know what? I think we got to adjust it. So, for us, let's get crazy. Uh, they're trying to say you're kind of staying up. It's kind of late on a, on a weeknight. Okay. So, for us, that would be like, what, 9 o'clock, 8.30? 9.30, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, 9.30, getting crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're A, asleep. B, watching TV, C, hanging out with friends, or D, getting ready to go out on the town to rock. <laughs> okay, it's 11.30 on a Tuesday night. Uh, I think they're, they're implying it's kind of on the late side, so I would have to go B, watching TV. So I'm like staying up on the late side. Okay, uh, Beth? 9.30 on a Tuesday, I am asleep. Sound asleep for Beth. Dark side day. Watching the tube. And Nick, same thing, but drinking plus drinking. <laughs> oh, what? A, wait a minute! I have called you, and you've been at the apartment next door, drinking, watching TV, and hanging out with friends all three, <laughs> yeah. and probably yeah. asleep. You'd have to add that. <laughs> <laughs> and asleep in the chair with a with a, with a gin in his hand. Combine a couple of those, yeah. <laughs> I think you have to say hanging out with friends because you're 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 a wild child. Cool. You're a wild child, man. <laughs> I think you're not being truthful. Eight. Watching a sex scene in a movie makes you feel A, uncomfortable, B, slightly embarrassed, C, somewhat excited, or D, all hot and bothered. Do it in the butt. <laughs> These are bad choices. I know, because what if you're really... I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm not excited... Definitely not excited. <laughs> definitely not embarrassed. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not. I'm, unless my dad's sitting next to me, like when I saw that movie. 
Oh, well, my parents are with yeah. me. That's a little weird. But that's if I'm just sitting next to friends. I don't know. I'm neither of those things. <clears throat> okay, what do you think we got to put here? If, if we're, I mean, I'm between slightly embarrassed. I'm not slightly embarrassed, and I'm not excited. I'm gonna go with somewhat excited. Yeah, I think C is probably because otherwise it's thrown you. Yeah, embarrassed to the other implies. Side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's out. Okay, so I'm gonna see best to see Dark Side Dave. I'm excited, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's somewhat, somewhat, or are you going with no, the all somewhat hot excited? Bothered? Yeah, somewhat excited. Okay, and Nick. Nick sent me a message. He says, "Hey, mom, check out a rack." You don't really say that, do you? Sometimes, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, depends, because sometimes I'll have to relieve myself. But um, I'm. It depends. If, how I think if you say sometimes you got to relieve yourself, then you're a hot and bothered yeah. guy. Okay. I, mean, I don't think any of us are saying that. Here. Hey, it's a lady. <laughs> uh, they don't specify. Uh, number nine. <laughs> if you owned more things, would you be happier? If you owned more things, would you be happier? A, definitely. B, possibly. C, I don't think so. Or D, I'm a minimalist. Okay, and by the way, I don't know if we say minimalist meaning that it's like something has to be of your choosing, not like Nick, where you're a minimalist, but you've got no choice in the matter. <laughs> it's economic. Okay, so uh, if you own more things, we'd be happier. A, definitely. B, possibly. C, I don't think so. Or D, I'm a minimalist. I'm C, I don't think so. As a matter of fact, I know so. That I'm, I've been without, I've been with, and you're not happier with. Not, I mean, yeah, this, it's sort of on the surface, but not true happiness. Uh, Ms. Lockwood. Yeah, I'm going to say I don't think so. You know, I, w I suppose I would like to have a cooler car, but I don't think it would make me happier. All right. No. Dark side, Dave. Does owning money, like, count? You know, like, owning money? Well, what money can get for you? Uh, yeah, I guess it's the same. As far as, like, you... like, properties and stuff like that, you know, actual things, no. I I'd go with C. There's, I think there's a difference between security and things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't really. That's that's very mature of you. And Nick. Oh, definitely. I want more things. I'm pretty materialistic. Okay. So definitely, you think you'd be happier if you had more stuff. Yeah. Like an apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be nice. <laughs> okay. In Nick's Number case, 10. he's probably right. <laughs> Most of your party clothes are made from. A, cotton and dem denim, B, silk, C, leather, or D, faux fur. <laughs> now, you are talking about party clothes, and although I do mm -hmm. wear the denim and, and all the time when I'm really stepping out, it's the leather pants mm -hmm. and the full length leather the leather uh, duster. I'm, I'm big on the leather, so I'm going with C, leather. Beth? Mm. Uh, I will, I'll go with B, although, just because I think silk sort of encompasses a, a style of dress. Not that I wear silk clothing, but... Yeah, but nicer not fabrics. Denim. Yeah, right. I think they're saying nicer That's fabrics. Dark side, Dave. I'm going to have to go with A. Denim. Cotton or denim? Yeah, T-shirts. <laughs> and Nick Lentino. Um, I got to go with silk. <laughs> yeah, so you do fur. have those fabrics. <laughs> You're really gay. There's nothing really else to say about that. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, man. Okay, moving on to question 11 with who's your inner rock star? Trying to find out who our inner rock stars are. Okay, number one, question 11. How nicely decorated is your place? A, like a college dorm room 
B, it's modest but homey. C, with lots of little personal touches. Or D, like a catalog showroom. Um, I don't decorate, but Suzette does, and it's like a catalog yeah, showroom, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, you have to go with D. Yeah, so I go with D. Beth? Um, what was B? Uh, modest, modest but homey. I'll, I'll say B. Dark side? Yeah, I'll go with B. Modest but homey. Mm-hmm. And Nick, theoretically, if you had a place. <laughs> well, well, how was it decorated? I mean, I know it was like a college dorm room. <laughs> well, parts of it were. It depends. Um, when Leslie was living there, it was a little different. Uh, I'd have to... I gotta go... Well, recently, the dorm room. Before, oh, okay. it was, you know, lots Your of personal room. touches. But that's because well. you, had a, you had Leslie living there. Yeah. You got a college dorm room, dude. Number 12. Rate your energy level. A, excellent. B, good. C, satisfactory, or D, poor. I'm going with, with excellent A. I think mine's excellent, especially considering the hours that we get up. Dark side? I think I'll go with A. Get out of your mind. Come on. Yeah. Okay, B. <laughs> <laughs> You're pushing B. I've never seen you look excited, and I've known you for years. I think you're more like, we, we said you were like Eeyore from the, from winning the pool show. Thanks for noticing. If you won the lottery, you wouldn't even get three inches off the ground. And what were my choices again? <laughs> I, I think he's a satisfactory at best. Yeah. Come on. You're a satisfactory, whether you're, you're, and you're taking it, and you'll be happy with it. You're lucky we don't give you poor. Now, Nick. I'd have to go with excellent. As Please. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, You I, have neck snaps during the day because you're e. falling asleep. Delirious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess we gotta go with poor. Poor? Is he a poor? That's what you say well, poor. he only gets about three and a half, I, four hours of sleep Yeah, but I mean, between six and ten, I would say it's pretty good, you know? But after that, yeah, it's pretty poor. Okay, poor for Nick. Thirteen, how loudly do you listen to your music? A, what music? <laughs> B, foot tapping, knee slapping loud. <laughs> C, turn it down, please, loud. Or D, breaking windows, baby. Hmm. When I listen, I gotta be... Ah, it's kind of confusing. Okay, this is kind of tough because I don't listen to music as much as I do, but when I do, it's turn it down, please, loud. So, what do you think I should say? Yeah, so say C. Yeah. Turn it down, please, loud. Mm-hmm. C, Beth. I think I'm between B and a C, but I'll say probably more like B. Okay, yes, the earplugs. Where, where, where did she wear earplugs? It was insane when she was wearing earplugs. <laughs> At the movies. <laughs> At the movies. Right on. <laughs> yeah, well, when I need to sign to all of you later in life, I'll be the last one laughing. Because you're all on your way. <laughs> What was Glenn's reaction the first time you whipped out the plugs? <laughs> um, mild. He was smart. When we went to the concert the other night, he brings them and then he keeps them in his pocket. And then after I'll say, how are your ears? And he'll say, they're calming down. You know, in the meantime, they're ringing. But hey, Dark side I have Dave. good hearing. What was C again? Turn, Turn it down, down, please, yeah, loud. Yeah, I'm C. Okay, C. And Nick? Well, when I'm in my car, I have it turned up pretty loud. I would say in the breaking the windows, baby. Breaking windows, baby? 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, I know what I'm getting Beth and, and Glenn for their wedding. Matching earplugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. But it'll be really nice. Stinky gift. Why that's not... Snyder's <laughs> off the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number four. That's a, Nick was a four breaking windows, baby. Uh, number f- question 14. How much do you like yourself? <laughs> that's a weird a, question I'm my biggest fan yeah. B enough C not so much or D not at all well the Digo says I'm my biggest fan <laughs> Beth uh, I guess I'm not that extreme so I guess I'll take a B enough yeah okay Dark Side Dave well I keep liking myself a little bit more as time goes on, well, you're, but, you're, uh, you're better than you were. Yeah, 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 I'm working on it. So I guess I'll go B. All right, Dark Side Dave. Stick with me, kid. He'll be your biggest fan in no yeah, time. <laughs> and Nick Lentino. How much do you hate yourself? <laughs> oh, God. We can't honest, be expected to understand him. He's so far above us. We're like mm-hmm. ropes on the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> See, now I think, Nick, that you, well, obviously your mom is your biggest fan, but yeah. I think you're pretty confident in yourself, despite your problems. Conceited? Well, be honest. Conceded? If you are, if you are, you are. No, now, I would say... I wonder if you have self-loathing in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's why I would have to go with enough, I guess, because sometimes I am my biggest fan besides my mom, and then other times, I don't like myself. So, I'm going to go with enough. Okay. You can have enough. Question number 15, and I believe this is the last question, people, so here we go, and then then Sean's going to put all of our information into the computer, and we'll have our answer when we get back. Are you a shopaholic? Alright? Are you a shopaholic? A... Yes, I need a 12-step program. <laughs> B, I can quit anytime I want. C, I'm a social shopper. I guess that's a person who, when they're out at stores, they pick mm-hmm. things up. Or D, I've never had a problem. This is a tough one because I, I've been known to, you know, to buy extravagant things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like I don't and then I'll see something I want, and then I'll get it. You know what I mean? But So I, I'm going to go with, I wouldn't say I'm a social shopper. It's somewhere between I can quit and I'm a social shopper, but I'll, I'll say I can quit anytime I want. Um, I don't think I have a problem. I haven't even gone shopping in ages. So you're a D? I've never had a problem? Yeah. Okay, Dark Side Dave? You know, I'll go to a store. I'll find something I want to buy. I'll walk around the store with it in my hand for like a half hour and talk myself out of it. Because I hate spending money on myself, so I'll go with D. Never had a problem. Nope. And Nick Lentino? (laughs) I love uh, buying myself things. So (laughs) I'm going to say, I'm going to go with A there. Like, anytime I I have any kind of extra money, I always buy something. And when you don't have extra money? That's right. You'll buy things. We'll go, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I have that nice bottle of wine with my meal. Well, you don't have electricity, for God's sakes. You have a candlelight. I have candlelight. Who needs it when you got candlelight? Okay. So there it is, people. There's our answers. Sean, go put them in the computer. We'll take a break. We come back. It'll be time for news, correct, Nicholas? Or what is yeah. next? Yeah. Entertainment news, news I think. Oh, and it is entertainment news. Beth Lockwood, what's going on? Well, I'll finally get to that Beatles list from last time, but... 
Anne Heche is getting married. I'll tell you if it's a woman or a man. Also, there are some movies coming out. We'll hear from Nicole Kidman and also from Rob Schneider. There is Michael J. Fox news. There's Robert Downey Jr. news. And there is Hogan, Bob Crane news that's a little freaky. That and more. He's dead. I know, and he's still He's been dead for years. He's back in the news. Very exciting. And we'll have a brand new... Nick Lantino, OBGYN, uh, what he's up to this week is, we've already heard it once today, is just nauseating and amazing. So, uh, but let's do some traffic before we take a break. Psycho Dan? Can't sell this man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. oh we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Friday, big weekend coming up. I know I got tons going on, including VH1 filming me again today for the behind the music on my band, my old band, Twisted Sister. Oops. And then we had a rehearsal tonight with TS. And they're coming down to film some of that. Uh, kids got Soapbox Derby in Bristol this weekend. He's going to be racing. I'll be down there. Busy. Very busy. Lot to do. And things you should know about. Oh, next week, of course, every Monday we talk about our weekends. Hey, keep listening to Radio 104 all day long for things like Will Cow, who every afternoon or every midday has uh, at noon, noon to 1230, the old school 104, Chaz at 420. She's got the brownie mix and the stupid question of the day. And the Carlino Show, you got a chance to be part of the first ever CRL with some 41. And he's giving away a Sega Dreamcast. And Larry the Cable Guy is going to be on. And, and this weekend is the first annual Boo Bowl. Saturday, June 2nd at the Pavilion in Old Lyme. The Carlito Show is going to be down there. What time is that? 1 to 5. Boo- 1 to 5 in the afternoon. So you want to do that. But now, very important, pay close attention. I'm talking about the D. Snyder Radio Song Parody Contest. Are you listening, people? It's time for you to create a song parody about D. Snyder Radio and send it to us on cassette, CD, or DAT tape. The address, 10 Columbus Boulevard, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106. Of course, that's to D. Snyder Radio. What you got to do is, you know, just, uh, I mean, there are karaoke tapes up there. Some people are going to write their own songs. Remember, it's not about the quality. Although we don't mind it if it's got good quality. I mean, that's not going to hurt you. But... It's about the originality, how funny the idea is, how creative you are. And bottom line, we want to laugh. You know? We want to be moved. I guess you could see a winner who wrote something very moving about the show. Gave you like a little chill. But I don't see that happening. So, uh, and why do you want to do this? Because you want to win the grand prize. What is the grand prize? Well, first let me tell you that three runners-up will get DVD players. Which doesn't suck. But the grand prize is a Sea-Doo GTS personal watercraft valued at over $8,000. And if you want to see what it looks like, you can go over to Radio104.com and check it out yourself. But it's a three-seater, and it's so big and so powerful, you could actually water ski or wakeboard behind this thing. It kicks ass. And definitely want to thank Connecticut Power and Sport in New London, Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury and Midtown Kawasaki and Rocky Hill. 
uh, for helping us get this going, okay? So get your song parodies to us as soon as possible. We'll be awarding this prize, the prizes, at D-Day 2 on June 29th at Six Flags, New England. Six, did I say Six Flags? Six <laughs> Flags, New England. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a very different amusement park, by the way. Uh, I was there once. It's, it's, it's interesting. Different rides. Very different rides. It's in the West Village in New York. Um, <laughs> anyways, but at Six Flags, this thing's going to be a trailer. You can just, you can just like hook your car up and tow this thing away if you're the grand prize winner. So get your song parodies in. Don't wait. They're starting to roll in and we're going to start to play some as they arrive. Okay? Beth, something else going on next week, right? Yeah, on Monday and Tuesday, this is really neat. We're going to have tickets to see Aerosmith at the Meadows Music Theater happening Woo! Wednesday, June 6th. I believe this is the day they open their tour right here in Hartford. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And oh, everyone who wins tickets from us awesome. Monday and Tuesday next week will then be qualified for a grand prize, which is a meet and greet with the band. And Deal announced that on Wednesday morning. So that means you get to meet Steven Tyler. And uh, we got other guy who set himself on fire at the gas station. And that other guy who made a rude remark about D to the press. And then the other guys in the band, too. Joey, Brad, Joe. Joe Perry, right? Yeah, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Brad Whitford, and uh, and Joe Hamilton, right, on the drums? That'd be cool. Hey, you know, do you know they had an Indianapolis car they sponsored? Hot that sounds familiar. Pink. Hot pink. Like the color, came in 24th. Oh, God, I heard his rendition, finally heard his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. And? He, he doesn't sound like a singer. It oh, yeah, is he kills it, huh? Awful, D. Awful. Oh, we got to get a tape of it. Awful. Really? Where did you hear it? I heard it on, um, I heard it on the Tony Kornheiser show. Wow. And what Kornheiser must have torn Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brutalized it. They, uh, what they did was really funny. But anyway, that's a different show. Not ours. But it was yeah, really we should, bad. We should get it because I'd like to hear it myself. Okay. Um, I wonder if it's better than Nick's. Oh, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Nick, you're better. Sorry. Nick is better than Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. I really think so. Dark Side, just give him a taste. Uh, if you can find it there. Yeah, find I'm just going to say, he's still sticking by it. I mean, if not, it's it's a dead heat. See, I thought mine was pretty good. Well, I, I like, wouldn't go that far. You're insane. Oh, <laughs> say can you see <laughs> by the dawn's early light? Okay, so this is the Steven Tyler one. Seriously, I think that Nick is better. I know, and but part of it is that, that Nick doesn't say he's a singer. Okay, we got to dig that up, and we should also dig up Roseanne's. We should we find out who's who does the worst <laughs> Star Spangled Banner. See, people have asked me to sing Star Spangled Banner, and, and I'm like, no way. Don't do it, D, because then all you get is ridicule. Yeah, no way. It's a tough ass song to yeah. sing. It's all over the friggin' place. And I don't even know why it's our national anthem because it's the average person can't even sing it. And I got to have the whole band there. I got to like plug in. It's got to be metal. I'm not doing it. <laughs> That'd be right. cool. Hey, Steven should have insisted on that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, drums, bass, guitars, Marshall amplifiers out on the out on the field. I don't care how long it takes to tear the stuff down afterwards. And pyro. <laughs> All right, some reactions. Okay, number one, uh, we were talking about the Disney mascots. Subject: Re Beth's disgusting behavior. Mine. Ooh. Pierce Jeep says, D. Replay the portion of the show today where a listener named Rachel called in mm -hmm. to clarify about the people who dress in the Disney character costumes. Beth jumped right in, and her first question was, and I quote, are they naked? Jeez. For the love of God, please ask Beth to get her mind out of the gutter once in a while. Mm. So, Don't tell me I'm the only one who was thinking that. It's really, really hot in Florida. And she said that they were scantily clad under those things. Very light clothing. So I thought, you know, I mean, you're in this big suit. It's really warm. Maybe you're, you're free under there. Well, here's a letter from uh, MDM in Hamden, whose subject, Puke in Pluto. <laughs> D, in regards to your Disney story, my sister was an employee playing characters such as Pluto and Br'er Fox. Wow. Beth was correct. Some, some suits were air-conditioned with small units, but only certain people and certain costumes. All others just had the screen eyes as ventilation. The suits would reach temperatures of 120 degrees. And they'd have to walk down long underground tunnels to get to different parts of the park. They did have many cases of heat stroke and vomiting. Just think, all this for under six bucks an hour. <laughs> Sounds like a job for Nick. Mm -hmm. now, I thought she said they were paid well, that girl yesterday. This girl says her sister was paid six bucks an hour. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. And here's the letter from Jeff. Republican and still proud of it regarding Jenna Bush. We were talking about her yesterday. Says, while I don't condone what Jenna Bush did, let's be real. I would guess that as many under underage college students have fake IDs as don't. Many get caught. Few get the police called on them. Most times the bouncer or bartender will just confiscate the ID. So I have to believe that the people at the restaurant were out for a little publicity. If Jenna were not the president's daughter, she would not be under investigation. I would be interested to know how many other times the people at this restaurant actually called the police after catching a college student attempting to use fake ID. That's not from Jeff. I, I talked about this earlier. I said that I, you know, I agree. But, I mean, I said the real focus, the real key thing here is that clearly she knew she was going to get outed with the Secret Service everywhere. Everybody knew who she was. Everybody was brought in the restaurant with Secret Service. They know it's the president's daughter. And she hands somebody else's ID to the waiter. She knew she was going to get caught. So yeah. she's got some issues that, and that George W. has to deal with within his mm -hmm. own family. It's I'm not going to. One or two things. A, that she wanted to get caught for attention. Or B, she thought, I'm the president's daughter and they're just going to go along with it. But either way, it didn't work out for her. Well, and, you know, I mean, she, you've got to know that, you know, and the same thing, Chelsea certainly didn't have an easy ride at all especially in the beginning, you know, you've got to know that you're under the microscope. And it's, yeah, you know what? Reality. You got a good point there, though. You got a good point there because, remember, she's the one whose boyfriend said, call, when he got arrested for DUI, mm -hmm. said, I'm, I'm the president's daughter's boyfriend. And they made a call and they came and got him. Secret Service came and got him. So, uh, you know, Maybe so, this, yeah. maybe maybe she does have a thing where she thinks that she's, you know, above the law because of who her dad is. I don't know, but it's clearly something going on within that family. Hey, Scott from West Haven's on the phone. Mm -hmm. He's got a good Euro story. Yeah, Scott, what happened, man? 
Well, I was sitting uh, on a job with several other contractors. I'm a small contractor in West Haven. I pulled up to the house and saw a D-Euro sticker on the homeowner's car. Uh, I also sport one proudly on the back of my vehicle. Right on. Got to talking, and uh, because of the D-Euro sticker, I uh, got the job, and we'll be breaking ground very shortly. Wow. Yet another testimonial. <laughs> this guy's awesome. making money with his D-Euro sticker. And also, I called a, a while back. I have you. We had a conversation about people not wanting to put the Euro stickers on their expensive cars, this, that, and the other. I fished the Bass Federation Trail. I have a $26,000 bass boat, which I also proudly display the Euro sticker on the motor. Scott, loud. I, I think I feel comfortable. I'm a confident heterosexual. I can say this. I love you, man. I love you, Thank too, you, man. Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Look at that. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Is that, a, is that the beginning of a Molly Cruz song? Uh, okay, see that? We should have that on the commercial. Another mm -hmm. testimonial. Got me a job. Got me a job. But enough of that. It's time for the entertainment news. There you go. Well, first off today, Anne Heche. You may remember her from her movies or as the former living girlfriend of Ellen DeGeneres and also of Steve Martin. Well, looks like oh, she's that's why finally... That's she with Steve first. Yeah. Looks like she's finally made a decision in which direction she wants to go as she is engaged to a man. His name is Coleman Lafoon, and he is a cameraman, and they met on a documentary being filmed actually about Ellen DeGeneres. No date for the wedding has yet been set. She is wearing a ring and is getting married. That's got to hurt. Yeah. That's got to hurt when you're, you know, you're doing a movie about yourself and your old lady, talk about Ellen's old lady, falls for somebody else in the set. And a guy. She switches teams again. Apparently, uh, Ellen wasn't delivering the goods because clearly she was like the masculine one in that relationship. Don't you think? Do it in the butt. <laughs> Don't you think? That's an interesting sound that you played there, said Dave. But, um, now, do you... I think, yeah, I do think that about that. But do you think that if you were this guy that you would be nervous that maybe she'd switch back at some point? Well, first of all, I got to figure that he's a fairly sensitive guy. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that he is in touch with his feminine side. He's not some, you know, some macho idiot like Nick. Uh, you know, and that he... You know, it provides for her that sensitivity that she found in a woman. That would be my guess. Okay? So, I mean, I, I, think, I don't think she's going to switch back. And I think that he's going to have the benefit of uh, a woman who's a free thinker. Mm. And willing to be a little, maybe a little experimental. Maybe the menage. Mm. You know? So, but I'm sure Ellen was very upset when I'm she sure. saw Anne talking to that guy. And probably, you know, looked at him and said, hey, dude. You know, that's my bush. <laughs> and if I had better instant messaging, that's right. I only had better instant messaging. Well, so I don't remember if you said you saw Shrek. Did you see Shrek? Yes, and I may go see it again. Oh wow! And and I bought the donkey character, talking donkey figure, because <laughs> that's Eddie Murphy. Because it's so freaking funny. Well, DreamWorks is already. Planning a sequel. They, like you, think it's a great thing, and it's made $112 million so far. The Can you imagine in two weekends? No. 
the it's, same, inc- it's incredible. Same writers will be back, but they don't know about the same voices, those of Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy and John Lithgow. So, we'll see, but yeah, already in the works. Well, they're going to have to get the. They said they don't know about the same voices. Right, not confirmed. Yeah, oh, well, they have to negotiate with them. You know they're going to try and get them back. That All those characters were really good, and people identify, excuse me, not only do they identify the voices with the characters, but they actually, when they're doing their voices, they film the actors and they emulate because some of their gestures and facial expressions. So you're getting some of Eddie Murphy's facial expressions on the donkey and Shrek has Mike Myers' expressions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to use different voices means getting different uh, expressions on the characters. People won't feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But that's great. I mean, it's that, that movie, what is it, the biggest? I think it's the biggest grossing or it looks like it's going to be the largest grossing film of its kind in history animated film that's what they're saying good news for michael j fox he and his wife tracy pollen are expecting their fourth child she is pregnant and they said she says it's a wonderful birthday present for both of them fox turns 40 in a few weeks and pollen will be 41 they have three other kids a boy who's 12 and twin daughters who are six Good for them. Good for Michael. Yeah. Seems like a pretty decent guy. Definitely. Has spoke well of me in the past. Mm-hmm. We tried to get a hold of him, didn't we? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I thought that they have a place in Connecticut. They're yeah. up this way. Mm-hmm. You think? I think so. He's well, been, Michael, he's what? been doing a lot of. Uh, he's been busy. He's been doing a lot of touring with uh, Parkinson's. Uh, Parkinson's, but he also just shot an infomercial with Muhammad Ali. Saw that oh, last night. Excuse me. Has he oh, been fits. told about the work we've been doing in the different fields? We had Squiggy on here with MS. We had Knobloch talking about his dad's Alzheimer's. We had Jim Palmer uh, with Gerd. Jim, yeah. 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 What are we, Wood? <laughs> with Dee Snyder Radio, for God's sakes. He once said I was his hero. He said I was his hero. He did? Yes, he did. Well, let's try to get him on here. They asked him on MTV many years ago who his hero, who, who his heroes were. He says, well, usually I like guitar players. He says, but I'm really, he says, I'm really, I don't know if he says, he's a fan of Dee Snyder. Well, he's Canadian. So he's and, you, know, you guys were 84. huge in Canada. Huge, yeah. huge in Canada, huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one of the movies opening this weekend... Much to Sean's delight is Moulin Rouge, starring Nicole Kidman. And in this movie, not only are her acting skills utilized, but also her little-known singing skills, especially when she sings Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Here's Nicole Kidman talking about that. That was my audition song, actually. That and um, Nobody Does It Better from Spy Who Loved Me, which is not in the movie, obviously. But um, I just thought, what is this film going to be? You know, Marilyn kind of does the quintessential number there it's so famous it's iconic <laughs> sean are you gonna come in here and start throwing hands he's snoring dude what are you Kidman. doing what's yeah, wrong with you you know what you know what beth mm-hmm. get to the the bottom line sean wants to know does she get him out <laughs> yeah does she get naked i don't think so what? She doesn't get naked. Did you see the other movie with Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. I've seen it a few times. Oh, that, yeah. that wasn't... That was so... A, the movie, I thought, stunk. And also, Beth. there wasn't any real... There wasn't any erotic in that movie. Nothing Hoo-ah. Nicole Kidman does stinks. Nothing. <laughs> 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 Nothing about I'll tell you what stinks. Her interviews. Her interviews stink. Yeah, she doesn't have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't say anything. It's generous of you. <laughs> Another new movie opening tonight, starring our new friend, Rob Schneider, is The Animal. And his co-star in this, you may recognize if you were a Survivor watcher, it's Colleen Haskell from the first Survivor. And here she is talking about going from reality TV to the silver screen. I'm not going to be the last person from a reality show, be it Survivor or something else that goes into a movie or does something like that. So, of course, there's that, okay, I need to represent reality people everywhere, you know, or something like that. But, no, somebody else is going to come along and do a really good job. All right. Now, I didn't watch anything on the first one. And uh, they keep saying that she was the cutest and everybody loved her. And I'm watching her on little bits and clips. I'm going, I'm not getting this at all. Dark side? No, I, I didn't. Are you warm and fuzzy for Colleen? Not at all. No, not at all. Especially towards the end of the first Survivor, she had all these bites and nasty mm. legs. And <laughs> No, she wasn't that good looking. I think she's cute Z, Like cutesy. That's what I would say. Mm, I like her. Yeah? Yeah, I think she's really cute. I mean, you didn't see the first Survivor. No, so sort of bathing suit, though. She's pretty, pretty nice body. Yeah. She has a nice body, nice but her face kind of looks a little scrunched up, you know? Like, no, I like yeah, well, yeah. She'd be a cute, cute Kind of Cindy Lauperish for some reason. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, here... Seems, she's always, see, girls just want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here is our friend Rob Schneider, who had to get a bird to eat from his mouth during a scene in his new movie, The Animal. And here he is on that. I didn't know... Uh, it's gross or whatever, but uh, uh, it just seemed like I'd never seen that before. So let's try it. And uh, these, the animal trainers were great. And they said, oh, he, he'll probably eat out of your mouth. Probably. So we ended up doing it. What do you mean he eats out of his mouth? I guess he holds a piece of food from his mouth and the bird comes and eats from it. That's gross. Was it a worm? I don't That'd know. That'd be gross. If it's not a worm, it's not really gross. <laughs> Let a worm hang out of there. I'm trying to think. Well, there's a bunch of movies up. We got Moulin Rouge, mm -hmm. Animal. We're going to talk about this later and what the hell's going on this weekend. Uh, you got what other movies? You got more movies move, opening up this weekend? Yeah, there's uh, that one with Danny DeVito. Oh, that's opening too. Yeah. You have anything on that one? Uh, I don't. I'm sorry. Well, oh. we'll talk about that later when we talk about okay. what's going on. Well, Jennifer Lopez turns out to be a real-life hero. She performed the Heimlich Maneuver on her boyfriend, Chris Judd, after he began to choke on a piece of bread at a Los Angeles restaurant. They're having lunch at the exclusive Ivy restaurant. When onlookers say he began to choke, she grabbed him from behind and squeezed his diaphragm several times and dislodged the bread. When onlookers says she kept a cool head and did the right thing, it was very impressive. Well... I'm sure he was very happy about it, but was he offered the BJ of life? <laughs> Something we've discussed on a previous show. <laughs> what was that well, discussion? At, at the very least, not at the restaurant. That's all I can say on that. I don't know about any other time. Yeah, this is the first time a Heimlich was performed with someone's ass. She actually like used her ass to administer the Heimlich. It was her most powerful muscle on her body. The glutes. She just grabbed them in the back with her ass, and she just just and the food flew out of his mouth. It was fabulous, well executed. She's a hero. Yes, the son of slain television star Bob Crane, aka Hogan, is releasing a book of X-rated photographs showing his father having sex with dozens of women and participating in orgies. What? Scotty Crane says his father would love the fact that the public is finally seeing his out outlandish oh, yeah. sexcapades. He says oh, his yeah. father was a pioneer in amateur pornography. 
And that he used to photograph... Bob Hogan Crane? And videotape his sexual exploits and show them to his friends. And he said his dad would really get a kick out of the book that he's releasing. Well, Bob Crane, you know, we all found out after his death that he had some interesting pastimes. Yes, we did. And did they think that his, his death was sex-related or something? Well, he was murdered. He was beaten to death with a camera tripod in an Arizona motel room. See, that sounds so related to me. <laughs> you think? Did they ever catch the guy? No, no, the mystery. It's always gone unsolved. They, they had thought they had had a lead that it was uh, this guy who hung out with him and appeared in some of his on-camera work, but uh, they never were able to prove it. Hmm. Now, you see, what uh, my question is, does that guy, first of all, doesn't this... He lives in Connecticut, right? He's from Waterbury originally. From Waterbury. What, do you, what does your son think when he finds his dad's porn collection, his own homemade videotapes? I think his son thought, that's money in the bank for me. Obviously, he's... Not, that can't be your initial well, reaction. Listen to what he has on the publicity release. Totally uncensored photos of Bob and friends letting it all hang out, including group sex shots. This oh, is from his so son. I know, but that's a, a, your initial reaction when you slap in the tape and there's dad. I guess you'd be ugly. kind of freaked out. Yeah. Son of a bitch! I mean, what would you, what would, I mean, dark side. <laughs> you like stumbled on some sex tapes of your parents. I mean, I'm going to freak you out. Well, not just your parents, <laughs> oh, but your dad involved in wild orgies. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think anybody's dad, anybody's, you freak. I mean, is this guy, is this guy blind by any chance? Because I know I would tear my own eyes out. Because he did gouge out his own eyes. <laughs> He's now blind. Attention. I'll say. No kidding. No kidding. I got a buddy who um, shall remain nameless, who you know is involved in these kind of group sex things. As a matter of fact, we used to call him Mandingo. <laughs> he would be with like seven women at one time and oh, scenes he's got like that. Some interesting friends. And he would film it. And I said, I, I said, okay, so you know, you watch it back with the girls or whatever. Ha ha, whatever. It's great. But what, I mean, what are you saving them for? What are you doing? He goes, one day when I'm 88 years old and I hear him talking about, what are we going to do with Pop? <laughs> Referring to me like, well, I'm not even in the room anymore. Like, you're so old. You're like, I'm going to hobble into my room. I'm going to pull out one of these tapes. And I'm going to slam him in the VCR. And I'm going to show him what Pop used to be like. I said, well, that's sure going to shake him up at the dinner table. <laughs> Grandpa pulls out a porn tape that he's in. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Nick, yeah, would you ever do any filming? Uh... Yeah, if I was with some, you know, whore or something like that, I would do that. Not with my girlfriend, but uh, I would, I would uh, tape. Be kind of fun. Now, what would the reason to? What would be it for you? Your viewing pleasure, hoping that you know someone stumbles on it and puts it on the web, or or, or no, my it viewing. For any day. No, my viewing pleasure, definitely. Yeah. Like to I, I watch don't know. myself I just, do that. See, I don't even really like to listen to air checks of our old radio shows. I can't imagine <laughs> I'm going to be comfortable watching that. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see doing watching them to do it better next time. Going, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, honey, I like what you did there, but I think we should really work on that. A little, our timing's way off right there. You notice that, babe, Sean? <laughs> 
You're a man who enjoys <laughs> the pornography. Yeah, yeah. Ever done any filming, any movies? Oh, speaking of gouging <laughs> out your own eyes. Um, yeah, with uh, with an ex-girl. You have? Yeah. I used to be girl? in good shape, Beth. Dark side, can I get some vomit, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was when I was in really good shape. And, I mean, we, we tried, you know, filming once or twice, take some pictures, some Polaroids. You're gross. <laughs> You're a gross, fat pig. You grossed me out, dude. Can't you, you just eating breakfast? You did good. Can't you just see it, Sean and his girlfriend? It must have been like that nine and a half week scene, but his girlfriend <laughs> doing it to Sean. What are you doing for <laughs> the Fall asleep? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll bring hey. the videos if you want no. to see Thank you, Sean. No, You're actually you. willing to show your videos to us? No, actually, I, I destroyed those videos. I have a new girlfriend. I have a new leaf. You know, I, I don't want anybody seeing those videos. Okay, it's for, for personal use. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Psycho. Just a few more things since we're sort of on this subject. Pamela Anderson and Brett Michaels of Poison have settled a multi-million dollar court claim over the sex tape that they made together. The porn company Internet Entertainment Group agreed to pay Pam and Brett a seven-figure sum and destroy all copies it acquired of the homemade sex video featuring the couple. That's a really great settlement for them. Right on. Yeah. Good for Brett. See, I have trouble making fun of them now, by the way, the Poison guys, because Brett was really nice mm -hmm. and CeCe's a blast, you know. So I'm going to go up and jam with them. They're all excited about mm -hmm. me coming up to jam with him at the Glam Slam Metal Jam. But good for him. So he's got a few more shekels in the pocket. Yeah, not too bad. Worked out. Worked out. Well, I do want to get to this Beatles thing before we wrap up. The magazine Uncut, which is a music magazine, has polled musicians and contemporaries of the Beatles and asked them to rate the best Beatles songs of all time. So this is these are musicians voting on this, not the public. And I have the top ten. Okay. I'll go from 10 to 1, and you can see whether or not you agree or disagree. Number 10, they voted Happiness is a Warm Gun. Oh, Ooh, come on. That's one, one of my favorites. Eddie Vedder? Oh, that's one of my favorites. I love that. Uh, you probably like this one, D. Number 9, Helter Skelter. Yeah, and I don't know if I'd put it in their best category, because they're, you know, that wasn't what they were best at. That mm -hmm. was sort of their heavy side. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not, you know, they're... It's not what I know them best for. Go ahead. And number eight, I hate to say, and I, I really like the Beatles. I don't know if I know this one. It's Rain. Yeah. Rain? When the rain Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, now there's, I <laughs> think there's a $50 bet riding on whether or not this song actually exists. Something. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nick said he didn't Something think. in the way yeah. she moves. That's what George Harrison's title song. was. Yeah. Yeah. Great That's song. Something. 50 bucks, please. Uh, $50? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Dark Side came up to me. He's like, oh, you, the Beatles song, Sometimes. And I'm like, there's I no Beatles. I meant to Beatles. say something, man. Yeah, I but it started it off with Sometimes. Uh, so I was like, going to make and the And I immediately said something. Yeah. I'm sorry I made the mistake. But still, you said there's no such song title of either name. All right, I owe you 50 bucks. Hey, right. dude, yeah, this is, you know, you do need a 12-step program because <laughs> you're betting money you don't even have. <laughs> I know. D, so you can say, you know, I'd like to bet you 20, 50 bucks, but I don't have it. Yeah. Well, Gentleman's bet, okay? Just bragging rights. I was correct. Number Go six, ahead. Across the Universe. Coming in there. Number what song is that? Remember Fiona Apple remade that song, Nick, a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm a Beatles fan. I don't know the song title. 
Number ahead. five, a song I really like in my life. Which is just that's sweet, a good song. Sweet song. Mm, very nice. Uh, See, that's more what I like the Beatles. Right. You know, do, 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 do. Go ahead. Number four is Tomorrow Never Knows. Hmm. Cool. Why don't I know this title? And Nick knows all the titles? Yeah, those are uh, something. Song uh, 12 on Revolver. This song used to make Pacini go absolutely crazy. <laughs> is this he used Pacini to freaking, Jr. or every time, every time we played this song, he would howl like crazy. It was insane. Make a noise that he would never, ever, ever make. But we play this song and he was howling. Do you think Puccini can it? understand the yeah, backward masking? This is it. I don't know. Made him go nuts. Oh, give me a freaking break. Best songs ever wrote? Go ahead. Number three, I Am the Walrus, which is also for their later period. Oasis did a really nice cover of this the other night in uh, concert. Uh, they did. That's, what a surprise. Uh, like they don't rip off the Beatles enough. <laughs> there was a lot of cuckoo cachooing going on in the audience. I'll bet there was. Shot. Number two, Strawberry Fields Forever. That stuff on that album is pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody want to venture a guess as to the number one? Well, judging by this list, they did not pick yesterday. No, which I would never pick either. Uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm really, I don't know. Next. Go ahead, what is it? Day in the Life? Yeah, it's a Day in the Life. Day in the Life? Oh you don't like this? I do, but I wouldn't say it's so best song. This is a pretty great song, though. Oh, yeah, all around. Mm. And it's, it was a true collaboration by both of them. You know, yeah, they don't have She's So Heavy on there? No. <laughs> She's so heavy! Like that one. Okay. Hey, you know what we got? We've got the rock star. Who's our inner rock star results? Oh, good. And I think we'll do those because Rob Dibble is going to be calling in in just a few minutes. So, save me for last since I'm the actual rock star here. Uh, who is Beth Lockwood's inner rock star? The Beth Lockwood's inner rock star is Sade. What? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm Sade? Yeah, it says, ooh, lady, you got it going on. The rock star part of you is all Sade, sleek, sexy, and untouchable. Yeah. You are the smooth operator. Smooth, smooth operator. operator. <laughs> I can see that. You, you feel Chardin, good about yeah. that, Sade. Yeah. <laughs> so who's Dark Side Dave? Uh, <laughs> Dark Side no, is rock crap. star is Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, play it, man. You gotta this play is it. Crap. <laughs> Shake your bonbon, Dark Side Dave. Dance, dance. K hombre, ay, ay, ay. The rock star part of you is all Ricky Martin. This isn't funny. You got the moves that make the ladies go hearts. Hearts go a flutter in style that goes for miles. You oh. could not be further away from Axl Rose. Yeah, I'm, I want to recount. No, you know what? I even did that test twice for Dark Side. And it came up Ricky freaking Martin. Ricky Martin, brother. <laughs> there you go. You're hiding something. Take it, Dark Sun. Okay. Uh, now, Nick Lentino. All right. What do you got, Nick? Nikki? Nick is Chris Isaac. 
What? Oh, you could do yeah. worse than Chris Isaac. Yeah, like Ricky Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It says, it says, ooh, Nick, your inner rock star is Chris Isaac. Ooh, you're smooth. The rock star part of you is all charm and all Chris Isaac. That slow smile and sensual nature are absolutely intoxicating. Oh, that's crap. How about that Chris video he Isaac. had with the naked model? Oh, you're yeah. You're clearly gay. There's nothing really you have to say <laughs> yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Dark side day. Okay, Ricky. Slow down. I can't say <laughs> <laughs> Really? Okay, all right, so... Uh, so who's my inner rock star? D, your inner rock star is Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The rock star in you is definitely the ultimate bad boy, Eminem. You are a risk taker and a rebel who never sticks to the straight and narrow. What? That's what it says. My answers were so normal. He's a homeowner and he doesn't have a shopping problem and he doesn't crank his music and Eminem doesn't have a home. You might have well, I did say I have a little bit of a shopping problem, yeah. and I am my biggest fan. Maybe that's And Eminem why. clearly is the biggest fan. Well, I feel like I made out the best out of all you guys, because at least yeah. I don't know. I think that mine is, is pretty good. Yeah, you did good. You and me did good, I and think. And I actually had a woman, which I, I think is interesting, that we all... Well, did that, I mean, they must react to your name, Do they right? ask you... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I answered uh, each okay. person individually as a woman, as a man, whether or not you have more than one tattoo or no tattoos at all. <laughs> this is crap. That sucks. Uh, I think the biggest surprise here is Dark Side Dance. <laughs> I mean, uh, Let's hear your song again. I don't, no, I don't think let's, it's let's a surprise. hear my song again. Let's hear your oh, song into on, commercials. Oh, you guys suck, man. Come on, let's just do that let's again. Let's go out with can a we? dark side. You guys come on. suck. You made a lot of money off of this yeah, song. I can start it. <laughs> you wish that you had his moves and his money. Crank it, dark side. Crank it. When you want cattle, <laughs> the cattle. When you want food, you take the food. When you want a woman, you just take the woman. Yeah. And you know Ricky Martin, if he wanted, could have women. <laughs> he could have his choice if he chose to. But, all right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Rob Dibble from ESPN Radio's Dan Patrick Show, the Nasty Boy, calling in. Going to talk about sports. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on out there in the world of sports, and uh, we want to get we want to get the inside track because Rob is seriously hooked up. So I'll be a little more focused now, Beth. A little more focused. Okay. You know, I mean, we can get just general information from anybody, but Rob is inside. I mean, he's he was a pitcher. He's in a, he's got a World Series ring. He's a Nasty Boy. So we're going to take advantage of that. When we return with more D-Sider Radio, it is Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I offend it. He has a name. You call him by his name. D-Sider Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buslin. There's, there's something. Radio 104. Now back to D-Sider Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. Oh, it's going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with him much. <laughs> on Radio 104. Next week on D-Sider Radio. I'm not sure yet. We're putting it all together. It's going to be compelling and interesting. That much, I promise. Is there uh, anything particular I'm supposed to uh, check out here, be promoting Nicholas? No, we're all right, but in a little bit, we're going to have another pair of uh, D-Day invitations. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, D-Day is coming on the 29th. And uh, is Dibble on the hotline? Yeah, he's ready to go. Okay, good enough. 
Ladies and gentlemen, he's big, he's bad, he's blonde? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Rob Dibble, welcome to the show once again. How's that blonde hair working out, man? Oh, I was only blonde for a day. Now I'm kind of a redhead. I'm annoying my wife right now. She wants <laughs> what do you mean you're back. a redhead? She wants me to go back. Well, when it got tied back to my natural color, it was still so blonde that uh, it's kind of a reddish blonde, dirty blonde <laughs> look. It's close to my natural color. You were a blonde for one day? You went through all that trouble just for a gag? No, not for a gag. Uh, people freaked out. It worked so bad. Then oh. I just died it back the next day. I just didn't want to listen to everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, so you, you were figuring, so you, so you thought, hey, I want to try something new. Right. And then the reaction was just so negative. You're like, this isn't worth it. Right. It's not worth the pain. I'll spend another 80 bucks and just dive back. Okay, I can understand that. Now, now you know, I mean, I, I, for me, see, I had a very positive reaction when I went blonde. But I, what I did, Rob, is I went gradual. This is what you got to do. It starts with just a couple of highlights. I had some blonde streaks in there. Yeah, yeah. I had and then, some blonde streaks there, but they just they uh, couldn't accept it. Ah, uh, well, okay. Well, you, well, you do look badass with the dark hair, you know. You're the, you're the nasty boy. You look badass. Man. I think I'm going to go jet black this next time. Blue black. Superman black. Mm, yes. Elvis yeah. Black. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Elvis black. <laughs> hey, you know, when we started talking about this yesterday, it was actually in a meeting, and it completely opened up. We said, you know, this is the what we got to talk to Rob about this week. The, all the controversy over Casey Martin winning the right to use a golf cart. Now, you know me personally, I hate golf. Right. And and I don't, I don't see what all the fuss about it is, especially when I hear someone say, well, you're taking away one of the key elements of golf. It's a challenge to walk on the course for 18 holes and, and the exhaustion that sets in. You got to be kidding me, right? Absolutely. You're, you're so on the ball with that. First, they don't even carry their clubs. They have a caddy. Okay. Second, you can't even make a sound when they're putting. They hold up their arms. Shh, quiet, quiet. Oh, no. Here's I a know. guy. He's not on the. Uh, he's not even on the PGA tour. He's on the something dot com tour, and he's 115th on the money list. He's won six thousand dollars this whole year. He's missed four out of eight cuts. Are you he, kidding? Yeah, he's a guy. Is in a couple years, probably going to have to have the leg amputated because he's got no circulation in it. And here they are busting on this guy saying, oh, my God, blah, blah. Listen, golf is a wussy sport to begin with, all right? I mean, if you want to play a real sport, we'll tackle each other on the green and see if you can get the ball in the hole. Under pressure, that's Under what pressure. I say. No Under pressure. pressure. There's nobody. Okay, you're going to make an $800,000 putt. You're a Tiger Woods. Okay, you know, when I used to pitch, 55,000 people spit and booed and threw stuff at me. It was awesome. But here you are, shh, quiet. You might disrupt his, his thought process. Or how about this? Crap. How about this? How about someone fielding? Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, so it's unbelievable. So someone trying to stop the ball from landing on the green. You know, if the guy catches it, it's no good. I mean, you know, you're out. And how about that? These guys walk 18 holes. And it takes them five hours to play. 
It's like, I, are you kidding me? Plus, if you've ever ridden in a cart, and I ride in a cart every weekend when I golf, it's harder to golf out of a cart. It's much easier to walk the green or walk the fairways and stuff like that and set up your shot and, and visualize what you're going to do with the shot. When you're whipping around in a cart and everybody's staring at you in Casey Martin's case, it's so much more difficult to play. It's so unbelievable that they're making such a big deal over one guy, and he's not even – if he was winning like Tiger Woods – I can understand you saying, hey, listen, it's helping this guy win all these tournaments, but he's not winning. He's, he's well, suffering. All right, well, play devil's advocate, okay, because I'm sure you hear it on your show, Dan Patrick Show, every afternoon, 1 to 4 on ESPN Radio. Nice plug. Uh, well, I'm there for you, my friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but play devil's advocate. What is the other side saying? What's their argument? Well, you know, you know what I mean? Everybody's saying, well, in baseball, you, you can't do it in other sports because in other sports – you get put on the team. You have to make the team. In golf, you are your own team. You're, you stand alone out there, and you're in com- competition with the other guys, which are teams. They, and so you, they represent themselves. In baseball, basketball, other sports, you're representing the owner and the team. And it's right. not, you know, so golf is a totally different entity. And so, you know, you know, the other side saying, you know, this is a one-time deal. It's not going to open the floodgates, and, and you have to have a disability. I mean, you have to have, like, a, a leg-threatening amputation disability, not like a bad back or a bad knee or some crap like that. So, you know, all the naysayers are just a bunch of whiners. I mean, give the guy a break. I mean, it's a one-time deal. Well, didn't they also say, Rob, and I thought this was sort of an important distinction, that they found that walking wasn't an integral part of the sport, whereas you really wouldn't have this apply to a baseball player because running the bases is part of the rules of the game. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? Another thing that the judges said in the ruling was uh, a guy can start golfing at 8 in the morning and it can be sunny outside, and the guy who tees off at noon and has to play in the mm. afternoon, it can be raining. So, you know, there's all kinds of different things that come into play in golf. So it's not... You know, and every pro golfer I've ever golfed with in pro-ams or any tournament, hey, I'm playing against the course. I'm not playing against anybody else. I have to manage the course myself. So Casey Martin is really, I think he's in a bind by riding a cart because he doesn't get a chance to walk the course. So I, I think it's a disadvantage, and I felt that from day one because everybody's staring at the guy. Everybody's saying, oh, there goes Casey Martin. I mean, he can't just fit in, he's actually a separate entity from the game, I think it's more difficult to be Casey oh, Martin. And I'm sure he doesn't want, he'd rather walk the course. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he would rather walk the course and he has to stand over his ball and he has to go out there and do everything else the other golfers do. He can't walk. And another thing he can't do, he can't practice like the other golfers. They can go out and play practice round after practice round and stand out there and, and putt for two hours at the driving range for two hours. He can't do all that kind of stuff because of his disability. So, so he is not under an advantage here with the cart. I've never played. So you say, point blank, the argument that the walking is strenuous and that it's a, it's a factor by hole 18, it's a factor that you've been walking all this distance. That's crap. Hey, until Tiger Woods and David Duvall and Mickelson and some of these guys in shit, you used to have these big fat asses like Craig Stadler and these other guys. They were huge. Big fat blobs. I mean, they weren't even in shape. So if you're going to say, you know, it, it's an advantage to walk, why didn't they all get in shape and look like Tiger Woods? They didn't. So it's just, you know what, and, and it was sad is a guy like Arnold Palmer saying all this crap about Casey Martin. You should be supportive that people even want to watch golf. 
I mean, if it wasn't yeah. for Tiger Woods, you wouldn't be turning on golf. I wouldn't be turning on golf if Tiger Woods weren't in a tournament. Well, now, speaking of fat blobs, now, she's not a fat blob, but she is rotund. There's a golfer being competitive who's eight months, not so she's being competitive, but she's playing pregnant. Yes. And I was like saying, this is my argument that this isn't a sport. What other sport can a woman play pregnant in? That's, no, that's, no, that's how many, none. That's a very valid point. And there's also <laughs> a couple of women on the women's tour that are huge. They're like 250 pounds. So. <laughs> they're power hitters, Rob. <laughs> yeah, they're power hitters. <laughs> hey, okay, now, uh, excuse me, I'm going to go to basketball here for a little bit, all right? And I'm just looking here, I was trying to find, oh, yeah, that, uh, uh, that Ray Allen is cl- is saying that the NBA prefer to play the see the Philadelphia Sixers 76ers play Los Angeles Lakers in the finals, uh, and he, does he think that they're actually like manipulating the the, the game with the way it's being refed or what? No, you know what's sad about that is is uh, the 76ers didn't even play that well in the last game. Uh, Eric Snow has a fractured leg. He played. Um, Allen Iverson had a terrible shooting game. He played. They're taking technicals, and they, you know, they're whining that they don't go to the foul line a lot. Um, you know, Dan had a stat yesterday that uh, the 76ers shot like 800 foul shots this year. The Bucks shot 400. It's not in their repertoire. They have three guys that gun from the outside: Ray Allen, Cassell, and uh, Robinson, and and so. You, you have a totally different game plan. So they're just upset. They're whining. They're down three games to two of the 76ers. And, you know, for me, they're a bunch of wuss bags. Shut the hell up and go play. You know, don't think the NBA is the reason you're losing. I mean, the, the referees, you can't let the referees dictate the game. It's like any sport, umpires or in football. Who cares what the referees do? If you go out and play your game, no one can beat you. Do you think the 76ers uh, got a chance against Los Angeles? No, nobody has a chance. I, I made a comment last week. I was jokingly saying it, and then we had Charles Barkley, and he said the same thing. If you combine the Bucks and the 76ers, the Lakers would still sweep. There's no way. The Lakers are so strong. They have so many weapons. They play old-time basketball where they move the ball around. If you ever go watch an NBA game or whatever, it's a two-man show. The eight other guys clear out one side of the court. They stand on the other. And then, say, like Vince Carter against Allen Iverson, those guys go to town. You know, right. or Kobe Bryant against somebody. It's just so to me when the Lakers are throwing it in to Shaq or they're throwing it back out to Kobe or Derek Fisher is shooting. I mean, those guys have a totally different game plan, and that's why they're going to kick the crap out of whoever they play. Now, in the beginning of the season, Kobe and Shaq, I don't know, were having problems to the point where it was affecting the game. Yeah. Now they seem to have found some sort of middle ground or something. Are there, are there still problems, relationship problems, or is it just a peaceful coexistence or what? Well, I mean, I, I would compare it to two lead singers in a rock and roll band. I mean, you know, you, you're going to have two guys that uh, say like McCartney and Lennon. It's, it's your egos are so large, but you know what? You know when it comes down to trying to make a hit record, which these guys are kind of like the New York Yankees. I think they get bored in the regular season. They play their 82 games, and then they're like, okay, now it's time to you know fight for the NBA championship again. Uh, the Lakers are going to be a dynasty as long as these two play together. I mean, and to say that they were going to trade one of them during the season was ludicrous. They're awesome. And Phil Jackson's going to win another championship, and he'll have eight, and people still won't classify him as one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's awesome. And to get these guys to all play together, to me, is, is what a coach's job is. And, and of course, Kobe Bryant is, is going to be close to Michael 
Jordan's uh, stature, but Shaquille O'Neal's close to Will Chamberlain, so there's never been two guys that good on the same team, and that's what makes them awesome. And maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson, but these two guys are unbelievable. Was there so? Are you was there some sort of conscious thing worked out between them uh, where they came together, or is basically just hey, second half, no, put the pedal to the metal, make it work. Basketball is different. I've talked to a lot of NBA guys, and, and what they say is, you walk in the club. It's not like in a baseball or a football clubhouse where there's a lot of team unity. You got like twelve, thirteen guys that come in there, and they all drive in their Ferraris, and they kind of only a couple of guys hang out together. The rest of them go their separate ways. And, you know, even they said in the Bulls locker room with Michael Jordan, they, they all just sat and did their thing. And then when it was time to get on the court, they played together. So there's, it's more like, I think it's more like 13 golfers than it is like, you know, 25 baseball players where they got music jamming and they're dancing around together. And there's a lot of camaraderie on the road. And, and uh, in the NBA, these guys, they just, uh, they, they have such large egos and large paychecks. They, they don't have to come together till it's time to really play, and that's during the game. But if that's the case, why? I heard that Phil Jackson like told Kobe he's got to start hanging out with the other guys because he's so sort of distanced from the rest of the team. If what you're saying is true, why would that even matter? It, do, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it was because there was a lot of pressure from the press, and, uh, you know, Kobe's 22 years old. What I know. the heck were we doing when we were 22 years old? I was still in the minor leagues. I wasn't even in the big leagues. I mean, you're, you're a kid. And you're, you're rambunctious, and uh, he just got married. I mean, the, ki- the kid's just maturing and starting right. to realize how, how good he really is. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal, he's a man-child. He's known how good he is since high school. But Kobe Bryant came out of high school. He's 22 years old. He's, he's one of the best players in the NBA. So, you know, Phil Jackson was recommending books to the guy. Here, read this. This will make you into a man. No. I mean, he's got to grow up and mature and make his own mistakes and, you know, that's Phil Jackson trying to overcoach. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about is Montreal, Ex- Montreal Expos fired manager Felipe Alou, who's been with the team in some capacity for, what, 20 years or something like that? Some yeah. insane amount of time. He's been with, it, it's actually a blessing. If Dan Duquette had any guts, he'd fire Jimmy Williams today and make Felipe Alou the manager. I mean, this guy's one of the best managers in baseball, by far, hands down, love him. And uh, the thing is, he's 66 years old, and I don't know if he wants to manage anymore, but uh, I, I, Tony Perez took over with the Marlins, said he was going to do it as an interim manager, and people thought Felipe would go there yesterday. Tony said, I'll manage the rest of the season. So I think at the end of the year, if the Red Sox, you know, the Red Sox aren't going to win the world championship anyway, but, um, it, you know. You've been wrong before. That was meekly said. Well, they're kicking some serious butt. I I see Felipe Lou being the Boston Red Sox manager if he still wants to manage next year. Hey, check this out. Uh, We've found uh, one of our listeners told us about a website. Uh, for finding your inner rock star. What's the address on that, guys? We didn't even talk about that. It's uh, www.emode.com. Emode? Emode. E M O D. And you go there, answer 15 questions, and it tells you who your inner rock star is. So I thought it'd be funny being a rock star to find out who our rock stars were. So turns out Beth's inner rock star is Charday. <laughs> Nick was Chris Isaacs. Uh, yeah. I was Eminem. <laughs> apparently, apparently they didn't have me in their repertoire over there. Dark Side Dave was Ricky Martin. <laughs> dark side. So there's a soft side to dark side. I'm telling you, there's an Axl Rose in me somewhere. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should go there, man. Do it. It's at www.emo.com. Find out who you and Dan inner rock stars are. All right. Thank you, Rob Dibble. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man. 
And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend, all right? All right you too. Okay, good luck with the hair. All right, take care. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? Somewhere up in heaven, Ricky, Cliff Burton is very disappointed with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> you know, I figured that I would turn him on to that because, uh, you know, Dan Patrick Show steals our show material anyway. So <laughs> yeah, just... That's okay because we steal their co-host. <laughs> yeah, that's Fair true. trade. It is a trade. We get, we get their co-host. Okay, taking a break, coming back. What the hell is going on this weekend? What the hell is going on this weekend? What are you going to do? We're going to tell you. What you're going to do. That's right. D. Snyder Radio. We've got the last word on what's happening in our listening area. So stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder. Can I just say that you rule the earth? But you can call me D. D. Snyder Radio. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're going to get back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. Well, you heard all about it already. I'm sure D-Day 2 is coming. The second anniversary of D. Snyder Radio. It's bigger. It's badder. It's better. It's at Six Flags, New England. We're broadcasting live. It's by invitation only from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. At 9 a.m., we're going to open up the doors of the Batman Theater at Six Flags, New England, in Aguam, Mass. And anybody who wants can come and join the party. Check out a performance by 7 Mary 3 as well and it's a $10 for special admission with a downloadable ticket that's going to be online in the next couple of weeks which is an amazing price so you've been thinking about going to Six Flags this is the perfect time to do it download the ticket save like 25 bucks per ticket family of four you save like $100 and you join the party and catch a bit of uh, D-Day on June 29th but invitations are being given away all weekend long and will continue right up through the month of June until D-Day this weekend, they're giving away, uh, starting 5 o'clock tonight, right? 5 o'clock, is it? Yes. They're going to start giving away D-Day invites. But we have a pair for you right now. Call number 10 at 860-666-4444. We'll be able to come to D-Day on June 29th with a guest and receive all the little extra things like the hats and the pictures and the CDs and all the wonderful things that are D-Day on D-Sider Radio. That's D-Day, June 29th. Okay, mm, a couple of reactions to things. You know what I want to play? I want to play that fabulous Nick Lentino, OBGYN. Just a couple of quick reactions here. Michelle Z writes regarding Nora Hayden's interview that the uh, most amusing part was when Nora was saying that all women have faked orgasms at one time or another. She kept saying, Beth, you can back me up on this one. Beth didn't utter a peep. I guess poor Nora didn't realize she was talking to the pilgrim. Well, Beth is just a woman with a little style, a little class, and she don't talk about those kind of things. Right, Beth? Well, some things are private. Yeah. I mean... Even in, I mean, a, even in a public job. I mean, I, there's things that I try to show a modicum of decorum with, you know. Yeah. I mean, I realize that my kids' teachers are listening on Long Island. They do. And, you know, and my, some of my kids' friends listening. I'm not going to talk about the gory details of certain things. I mean, you know, everybody's got their Nick. own degrees. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Nick's got nothing to lose. I mean, do you need to hear more than what Nick is telling you? He's living out of his car, for I God's sakes. It. 
Um, Diesel Doug says, uh, I want to say that I came across how to please a woman and have her beg for more a few years ago. It was very insightful, a good read, and for all male peeps out there, it works. All right. So, uh, and lastly, regarding scalping, a letter from Doc B. Not He's scalping back. tickets. Was it that story about that woman who actually got scalped, right? Yes. It says, I'm surprised that, that Darkseid did not play a That's Awesome during your story about the machine that scalped the woman. It was so disturbing. I think everyone yes. was stunned. He says, most people are unaware that Nick had a similar experience. Apparently, Nick went to the train station to use the electric shoe buffer at the shoe shine stand to try to buff the hair off his taint. <sighs> the machine ripped his penis and scrolled him off so fast that he still doesn't realize it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Doc B. Wow, what'd you do to Doc B? Still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, he obviously heard the new Nick Lantino OBGYN. By the way, Becky from Bristol won the invitation. Stop calling. You can get him. All weekend long, listen to Radio 104. You want to be a part of this party. It's a very exclusive club. We had a great time last year. This year, it's going to be over 1,000 people invited to party with the Steiner Radio for our anniversary. Right now, it is time for Nick Lentino. This week's installment of Nick Lentino, OBGYN. What separates a great doctor from the ranks of the merely good? Some say an encyclopedic knowledge of the workings of the human body and mind. Some say it's the habit of leaving prescription pads, you know, just kind of lying around. We here at the D. Snyder Radio Television Network agree with those people. We would just like to add empathy to their list. Nick Lentino, OBGYN, has empathy up the wazoo. Nick Lentino, OBGYN. This week on Nick Lentino, OBGYN. Nick Lentino, OBGYN, rides a mile in his patient's stirrups in Physician, Check Thyself. With special guest appearance from Richard Gere as Doc B. All right, Nick, just relax. It'll be over before you know it. Just a couple more seconds. <laughs> Gotta love that. Oh, man, every week, it's, it's I'm on the edge of my seat wondering what's going to happen next. Puccini Jr., how do you fare? Is he, is he okay? He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Resting comfortably. And that Richard Gere, great Doc B, a little stiff, yet good. Well, with that said, it is time for a uh, another installment of What the Hell Am I Going to Do This Weekend? Because the weekend is upon us. People want to know, Beth Lockwood, what's going on. First and foremost, what movies are out in the theaters? Well, we've got Moulin Rouge coming out starring Nicole Kidman. What are the reviews? Anybody catching the reviews on this thing? I mean, the, the, the ad says, has all these splashy words, mm -hmm. you know. Exciting, dazzling, it <laughs> sings, but do they actually like it? What I'm getting from it is that visually it's really a treat. And that for the most part, that the acting and singing is... Good by Nicole Kidman and it's you and McGregor, I think. But that the story is just really thin. Okay. Well, what, see, what dark side says? Weeks ago, I called said that I've met nobody who seems interested in seeing this except Sean, <laughs> and uh, and I'm predicting it's going to be a big disappointment. Uh, what else is opening up? Also, we have The Animals starring Rob Schneider, which I think is getting, you know, fair reviews. I don't think anybody comes out and says it's the movie of the year when it's a Rob Schneider comedy. It's not that but, kind of movie. Yeah, and I think, you know, he clearly knows that. He's making it just so people go and have fun, and I think they probably will. And I saw the trailer. People were laughing out loud in the theaters, and that's always a good sign. Yeah. And also that movie, What's the Worst That Could Happen? And that has Danny DeVito. And is it Martin Lawrence in that? Yeah, yeah. Martin Lawrence. That looks, it's sort of a caper, I guess, that 
Martin Lawrence is a robber and he steals something from Danny DeVito and Danny DeVito wants it back so then he tries to rob Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I think Danny DeVito is like some sort of a... I don't know if he's a mobster, but he's an underhanded mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah, it's, uh, as a matter of fact, my 18-year-old Jesse, he, this is the movie he wants to see this weekend. Mm. He's like, and he's, he's big into watching movies. So for some reason, he's drawn to this. He's going to that. You know, I mean, I guess that thing about people laughing out loud in the theaters, it's great unless it's like Pearl Harbor or something. <laughs> you don't want that reaction. That would be a bad thing. All right. On to what I suggest for the weekend. Music maestro, as always... As always, I recommend the Stepping Stones Museum in Norwalk. It's an interactive museum for kids. That's good. That means hands-on. Kids are out of your face, and they're enjoying the hell out of themselves. It's a Lego room with Lego car racing and log flume run. It's fun. Kids City in Middletown, an indoor kind of playground, especially they're saying there may be some rain this weekend. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, There's a lot of auto shows going on this weekend. Uh, A couple I want to suggest is one in Windsor Locks on Sunday at 10 a.m., 10 to 2. It's an auto show that's got 200 classic autos and antiques joining 75 aircraft, which is a lot of fun. Kids like cars as well and and planes. Also, the 14th Annual Classic Auto and Truck Show, Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Northampton Airport. And they got balloon rides, raffles, prizes, all kinds of good stuff there. You want to check that out? And you motorcycle fans... Harley Owners Group Hog is gathering Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Shrewsbury Street at Shrewsbury Street in Worcester, Mass. They expect nearly six thousand Harley Davidson enthusiasts, and they're gonna have motorcycle stunts, motorcycle precision contests, women f- whipping out their boobs, everything. It's gonna be a lot of fun. The usual fare, and uh, and and for concert wise, uh, for those of you interested, down in New York City, Robert Plant and his band the Strange Sensations are playing at the Roseland Friday night. That's tonight, 7.30 p.m. That's all I got. Ms. Lockwood, what's on your list? Well, first and foremost, for sure, Sunday night at the Hartford Civic Center, live in concert, Sensations from Ireland. You too. See, Darcy and Dave, that's where I object to your toilet flush. Well, you know what you should do? You should just turn your mic on and bitch during his choices. I will, I will. Like when he plays GNR, you just go, This su- I can't believe you like this band. They right. suck. We won't go there. But I don't have that big of a problem with Guns N' Roses. I'll have to pick another band. But, of course, this is uh, with PJ Harvey opening up, and it is sold out. Now, are we still doing the U2 thing today, Nick, with the montages? Yes. That's a really cool... We haven't talked about that on our show, but what they're doing, D, is they have those montages of songs put together with Wilkow and Chaz and throughout the day, and uh, Carlito do that. Is he doing yeah. this? And Carlito, too. And when you guess this them, you This isn't also- one of them. No, you also desire win. with a guy with a guy taking yeah. a crap. That's not a montage. The whole U2 CD catalog is really, really an awesome prize. <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, which I certainly do. <laughs> but for me, I already have all their CDs. Dark Side Days. U2, so. I mean, you know, people are laughing here. Could you? There aren't many bigger bands. I know. In the world, could you okay? be more successful? I don't think there's better You're going, more success. Right? Oh yeah, I'm going. I actually okay. will be there a little early. I am going to do a couple on-air breaks. With our very own Andrew Wilkow. Oh, jeez. We're not going to have any debates. There's not going to be any fighting. He better, if he starts with you, I'm going to kick his if ass. I if hate he starts kid. with me, I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, no, <laughs> walk away from the microphone. <laughs> I don't see how he's not going to. You guys, 
He tries to start with you in the hallway. No, Will, Will Cow and I, we get along just fine, but I don't, I don't want to get into any kind of philosophical debates with him on the air or anything. No, I really don't. I really don't. I'm just going to enjoy the concert. Yes, that's right. Okay, just good times, good times. Oh. And when you're there, it should be all about Beth Lockwood anyway. No. He should be interviewing Beth Lockwood. No, I'm, a, a, I'm... An honor. It's his shift, and I'm coming just to stop by on his shift. So, okay. unless he right. picks a fight with me, I'm going to be very nice and cordial, <laughs> which I don't think he will. Um, but this doesn't, now, this doesn't start until next Tuesday, but I did want to mention this. Uh, at the Bushnell, starting Tuesday and running through June 10th is Les Miserables, which is a really great show. If you are only going to see one Broadway show this year, I would recommend Les Mis. Yeah, see a show called The Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Suck! Suck! Now, Dark Side Dave, you have no idea. And you're, I think you would it's really a like Broadway it. Broadway play. So? All right, go ahead. Uh, um, having in Northampton, Massachusetts this weekend at the Tri-County Fairgrounds, Springtime in Paradise, an annual craft fair. That's your bag. <laughs> if you if that is your bag and you want to stay a little closer to home, this actually sounds like a, a double neat thing on Saturday and Sunday at the Berlin Fairgrounds. They have the Spring Crafts and Food Fest, Sean, which sounds really good. Food. Get That's great. I don't food. think I've ever Excellent. described anything I've done as neat. I'm still running at the Hartford Stages. Baptiste, The Life of Moliere, continuing. And one last thing, at the Warner Theater tonight at 8 o'clock in a benefit performance, it's Patti Lapone, star of Broadway, and you may remember her as the former mom on the show Life Goes On with Corky. <laughs> she's a, oh, Patty, she's she's a, a famous she's Broadway a star. Really mm. beautiful singer. It's a, <laughs> it's a treat. <laughs> yeah, what was, her, what was her big show that she got her, made her name? Life Goes On. With? Oh, oh no, Evita. She was Evita. Evita, right, right, right. Patty LePon. Mm-hmm. Patty LePon. Okay, well. Laughs I'm are sorry. over, you guys, because I'm all out, so. All right, well, <laughs> let's go to the dirty boy, Sean. Hey. All right, here we go. Well, of course, D Fault Line's playing tomorrow night at Bobby D's in Waterbury. Um, where where are gonna do this three- is where it all begins. <laughs> We are uh, going to go on stage at 9.30, three sets, no opening band. Um, I did get a call earlier in the show um, from our lighting people, and we've been warned by, I guess, the town of Waterbury, no pyrotechnics. Um, just We'll just have the full light show and the lasers and the strobes, but no pyro. Really? Waterbury says no pyro? Yeah, and, and I guess fire codes, stuff like that. That's ridiculous. Are you going to be a rock star or are you going to cripple the fire codes, Sean? That's the question. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, Beth. Yeah. Are, you, are you wearing the whole outfit and everything like uh, that? The costume? I, I'm, I'm going to be full glam tomorrow night. Full glam. And I got I'm some new stuff. I got it's some a statement, man. You know who you are. I got some new eyeliner, D, and it's like really sparkly and stuff. It's <laughs> really excellent. It's nice. Sweet. Yeah. Um, plus, there's a couple different things going on this weekend. Amazing adult video store in Manchester. Your name's Gay Falcon. <laughs> They're having a big special on all adult DVD and video rentals. Three tapes, three days, $3. So that's Woo! huge. And uh, a couple more things. Uh, check out nudebeauties.com. Um, this weekend, if you sign up, you get a free phone card good for 10 minutes of oral pleasure from one of the girls of nudiebeauties.com. I'm pretty excited about that. That is so sad. And then finally, Beth, don't knock it. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, Nudie Beauties. <laughs> yeah. User. And then finally, um, 
hot horny cheating housewives that are looking for good men is proud to announce the return of Miss Chocolate Delights. And she's now available by appointment. So you talk to her. Duty, duty, beauty. <laughs> you know what these chicks actually look like, Sean? The They're beautiful, Beth. Okay. Beth. As soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> 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 oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's somebody else's turn here. I believe it's Dark Side Dave. I got the list for you, boy. I can't wait to hear what you have. This for is us. some good stuff. I'm gonna cut back on some of the TV programs, though, just to let you know. Tonight, sixty-seven yeah. on ESPN two is fishing. Okay. Just tell them the general fishing. channels, the loser channels. One of those. <laughs> uh, dude, Country no. Life or something like that? Seriously, dude. Lumberjack competition that's on t- uh, Sunday from noon till 4. It's a lumberjack. You ever see those? They're cutting down trees. It's a good time. It's yeah, on what ESPN, channel? ESPN 1. So make sure you check that out. Uh, NASCAR MBNA Platinum 400, noon till 4 on Foxnet. Also on Sunday in case you're not into the whole lumberjack thing. Uh, going on tonight. Races at uh, Stafford Motor Speedway, number 79, Roy Houle, driving the Radio 104 car. He's out there every week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he kicks ass every week, too. So I hear. I add, yep. The Connecticut Woodcovers annual one-day show and sale. It's going on Saturday, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. It's four bucks for neat. adults. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Woodcarving, it's really cool. Um, that's going on at the New England Carousel Museum that's uh, in Bristol. Herb Fest 2001. For some reason, I don't think this is exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, tomorrow from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. Demonstrations, workshops, vendors. Uh, what's called a weed walk will be happening. Uh, refreshments, more. You know, it's free admission. Still sounding like what you thought yeah. it was. A weed yeah. walk? I thought it was, Where's it happening, though? That's in Coventry. That's uh, Topmost Herb Farm, 244 uh, N School Road. Like These are two Road very Road. confused crowds there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought, too. A bunch of chefs and a bunch of guys with normal T-shirts on. <laughs> um, let me see. And also, the Military Gun and Knife Show and Sale. That's at the Eastern States Exposition in West Springfield. Uh, Saturday, 9 to 5, and then Sunday, 9 to 3, they're going to have military firearms, weapons, flags, historical items, uniforms, military surplus, ammo, badges, medals, patches, blah, blah, blah. Come on, don't give me the loser sign, Beth. That's <laughs> well, good wait, stuff. Wait, wait. You skipped right over this TV show on TNN tonight, at early morning, 4 a.m., uh, how to get into bed with your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't leave that one off the list. <laughs> and, uh, Set the VCR. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. That, that's, <laughs> all right, I'm cutting it short. That's all I got. You guys. Nice, thanks. And last but not least, only member of the show living out of a car. Until <laughs> he gets his sweet pad in Southie. Yeah, yeah. Moving to Southie. Well, a lot going on this weekend. Uh, tonight, first of all, I'll be at the Brickyard again, two weeks in a row. Yes, loving that. Right in downtown Hartford, it's Coors Light night there. I'll be there from 10 to midnight, but, you know, I usually stick around and try to catch the women on the way out. Uh, But Sunday, Sunday from 6 to midnight, Beth, there's a Roaring Twenties party for singles only at the gallery in Glastonbury. Why are you telling 
not single, <laughs> and I usually don't stay out till midnight on Sundays. Crazy roaring 20s parties, too. Michelob and Michelob Life specials <laughs> with a golf bag giveaway. Um, well, I may consider getting single. That sounds like a sweet deal. <laughs> That's for Woo! singles only. Do it they've, in the book. <laughs> <laughs> they've had dances there since 1983. It says that. Wow. Uh, the USS Chowderpot for <laughs> Restaurant of Hartford. Uh, you want to go there this weekend if you like a chowder pot type meal and two great shows coming Joey and Maria's comedy wedding and then uh, disorganized crime uh billing here. I want yous to join this mob that's happening <laughs> June 23rd. Four course sit down dinner and the show 3995D. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eat and uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, well, Eat show. and entertainment. Yeah. yeah. This is really big. The 14th Connecticut Gay and Lesbian Film Festival, June 1st through the 9th here. And uh, that's over at Trinity. <laughs> For info, you can call 586-1136-860, area code. There's a world of hidden passions and secret desire. and they Will they be singing? What's at that, up? At that event? Will there be a lot of singing? Yeah, at that there event? will be a lot of singing. You know? <laughs> Maybe somebody knows some of the tunes if they listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, it says right, says right here there's a world of hidden passions and secret desires they could only satisfy their twilight cravings at the 14th Connecticut Gay and Lesbian Film Festival. That's great. It's a relief. Yeah. But in and the butt. If you're uh, looking for some uh, food this weekend, you want to go to Ashashi Japanese restaurant that's opening, that's opening today. And that's uh, at the Shunpike <laughs> Village Shops in Rocky Hill, Connecticut. What is it's it about this opening that caught your attention? Why Ashashi? <laughs> I like the name. Ashashi Japanese Restaurant. Get some sushi there. That's Are you getting a kickback? <laughs> no, he's announcing grand openings. Uh, I'm living in my car, so, you know, I gotta get some outer pots feeding you. You're doing good. Get some free California rolls. Now, uh, this is really big this weekend if you want to head up the mass. Pike takes take exit three. Pay only twenty five dollars a night. You could stay at the Westfield Motor Inn. <laughs> <laughs> rooms with jacuzzis. Say hello to Nick. <laughs> say, rooms with jacuzzis and water beds. Free HBO. Free Continental bre breakfast. That's two Southampton Road, Route two hundred two, right off the Mass Pike in Westfield, Mass Massachusetts. The Westfield Motor Inn. Again, D day rate twenty. $25, low weekly rates, free HBO, and continental breakfast. <laughs> Is this where you're taking your old ladies? <laughs> yeah. You realize we're running no late? Yeah. No, well, I just got one more thing here. One more clipping. Um, the competitive edge wrestling <laughs> camp and strength training. Ages six, seven years old to 18. Four levels of instruction. Beginner, intermediate, advanced. <laughs> this is what the hell's going on this weekend. You're running commercials. He touches them in his pants. <laughs> you can sign your kids up for that. This weekend. Just an ad. 
was reading ads out of the paper. You can. Signing kids. You better get your act together, mister. Or you're off. What the hell is going on this weekend? Resident or commuter called Ken DeStefanos. <laughs> and he's butchering the guy's name. Yeah, but you can call him anytime this weekend at 563 That's wrestling camps. The competitive edge wrestling camp strength training for boys ages 7 to 18. A sphincter says what? <laughs> you can sign he up for that does. this weekend. Huh. All right, well, that was what the hell's going on this weekend and a bunch of ads. Obviously, <laughs> Nick's picking up some money on the side here. So, uh, and if he's not, he's insane. You should be getting something out of this. All right, we got to take a break. What do we learn today is next. What did you learn today? 860-666-4444. Call now. Tell us what you learned. Win a prize pack. Got your D. Snyder Radio shirt in there, your Euro, your autographed picture, your Denny's free entree coupon, and whatever else we can find laying around the office. Give us a buzz. What did we learn today is next. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Stop sucking right now! What do you mean? I'm trying to understand. D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. kept going, but we ran out of show. I definitely ran out of show today. Wilkow's in the wings, waiting to get in here. Uh, but we got to take care of business. We got what do we learn today? We got any sponsors? Dark Side Dave. Yep. What do we learn today is brought to you by the Catwalk Club, New Haven's premier gentleman club, and also brought to you by Town Fair Tire, the best place for the most brands, best prices, and personalized services. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Jerry from Windsor Locks is on the phone. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, how you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. So, Jerry, tell me, what did you learn today? I learned if you want to hang out with Beth, you better be packing your earplugs. And if she brings along the crew from 104, you better know how to sign. As it'll all be deaf before long and won't have a clue. It's possible, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have them earplugs. And she puts her negatives in alphabetical order in some sort of no, file system. Not alphabetical order. I have them in a fireproof lockbox. Chronological order. <laughs> Actually, they're just stuffed in there. But in case of fire, I Ooh, will. You're have crazy. Them. You're, you're know, a wild I woman know, just stuffed in there. See? Weird. Can't you can't always pinpoint me. No, you cannot. So, uh, Beth, what did you learn today, Beth? Well, I learned that under that. Tough exterior and the do-rag and the culottes. <laughs> Looks a red hot Latin lovers living la vida loca. It's Ricky Martin. <laughs> Hi, Dark Side Dave. Uh, hello, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you took the quiz and it gave you the results. I still think the fix is in. I don't know. Well, you gonna try it again? Oh, you seem damn right. I'm gonna try it again. I see your foot tapping. You may want to adjust some of your answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay. all of them. Let's talk to Tony from Waterbury. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning, D. What's up, bro? 
How you doing, man? What did you learn today, Tony? Well, Beth kind of stole my mm-hmm. thunder, but I learned that uh, Hartford is qu- becoming quite the hotspot for celebrity morning radios. We have the great D. Snyder, Rob yes. Dibble, and now yes. Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the music, dark side. Kill the music. <laughs> 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 Darkside's taking a beating. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you Keep said that music that handy. You're trying to embrace it and look on the bright side I, of it. I tried to, but uh, it took about like five minutes of embracing it to finally realize I can't embrace that, man. It says I have style. What kind of style do I have? I wear ripped jeans and a t-shirt. It's a style. I guess. Well, I think it's hidden. I think beneath that rough exterior lies the heart of a Latin lover. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were grunge before grunge was cool. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and we, called it, we called it scumbag back yeah, then. But dirty. I mean, it's out now, but there's no reason you can't still wear it. Uh, You're still crunchy, man. You're crunchy. Yeah. That's right. So, what did you learn today, Dark Side? <laughs> oh, God. New tune? <laughs> He's fighting back. It's every anecdote. tool in his arsenal. It's the antidote. Yeah. antidote. That's exactly what I learned today, though, not to uh, steal Beth and the freaking listeners. Everybody's thunder, <laughs> Everybody's Darcy. Thunder. Get ready. But it, inside me, I know somewhere lurks a bad man, you know, a bad boy. I don't know why you want to be like Axl Rose. From everything I've ever heard about him, he's really... He's, He's an egomaniac, he's and he cool, attacks just shy of women. Beating, yeah, just shy of beating the women. He's really cool. He's you a know? prima donna. With the exception of beating the women, he's he's fine. Yeah. yeah I can't really look... I don't know about you guys, but I can't just have time getting past that part. So you think he's, he's less hip than... Yeah. You've got issues. Okay, all right. So that's I like, what you I mean, if, if you're talking about literally hips, I mean, Ricky certainly has better moves than Axel. Yeah, I learned I got screwed on that whole test. <laughs> that's what I learned. Okay, well, let's talk to Mikey from Westfield, Mass. Good morning, Mikey. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. What'd you learn today, Mikey? I learned there's a guy that needs to drop his pants to give the Italian salute. What's that? What do you I mean? The one-inch penis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty horrible story. Yes, what is the? Uh, this man has no dick. What is the Italian salute? You mean the the finger? Oh, because he's got parts of a finger or an arm down there, right? What did they make it out of? They made it out of part of his arm. It was a happy story in the end. Yeah, it was. He's got. Oh, <laughs> you got to think about Mikey's for a couple of minutes. Part of his arm, you know, the Italian. They don't give the finger. They give that arm thing. He's going to drop his pants to do it now. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I apologize to Mikey. Mikey, I'm a little slow today. I don't know. That's quite good, actually. Hold on a second. It's Friday. I know. We got the weekend to, to get it together. Uh, well, Nick Latino. Yeah. Might catch What's going me. on? Might catch me riding through South Hartford this weekend, checking out my new <laughs> well, What else are you going to do? Yeah. You've got no apartment. <laughs> uh, D, I learned today, I had heard a rumor, and now Beth confirmed it. She's going to the U2 show, and she's going to be stopping by to be on the air with Will Cow. Uh, but I, was I learned asked by Todd Thomas, and I said sure. Well, I learned that I'm gonna have my game face on Monday, D, because I'm gonna be listening out there, Beth. Yeah. And he brings you on the show, and if he's if he is anything but polite with you on the air, and you know, 
doesn't feel honored to have you on the air. Um, I'm going to feed him the scuba Steve on Monday. <laughs> That's what I, mean I appreciate and it. You know, Scuba Steve will eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Mikey of Radio 104. Yeah. I will say one thing is that I think that Andrew will be polite and certainly nice. And if he starts to get into any kind of heated debate, I will give it to Heisman. And also, I think I can handle myself. I'll take care of it. Give it to Heisman. <laughs> All right, John from West Haven's on the phone. John A., what's going on? I want Dave. I'm good, man. What'd you learn today, John? I learned that not only can you get arrested for saying that your chicken McNuggets suck, you could get arrested for sucking a chicken's McNuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Clever. He's referencing the guy who was arrested for having sex with a chicken. Yes, and the guy who was arrested for swearing about his McNuggets. Two in one. Two in one. See, that's very, very Mm -hmm. creative. Very creative. Well, what I learned, it's sort of going on the same theme, but I thought I had a uh, kindred spirit. I thought if anybody on this team was remotely, had the possibility of being a heavy metal rock and roll star, I thought it was on our own Dark Side Dave. I thought, uh, you know, it was just by, just by, there by the grace of God go I. I mean, you know, Twisted Sister, Moonchild. Could have been either one. Either one could have gone to the top, but just the luck of the draw, I made it, you know. But I stand corrected. Because hmm. Dark Side Dave's hidden rock star is Ricky Martin. Music! <laughs> yeah, but D, can I remind you of something? Yes. Hi, my name is. What? My name is. <laughs> my name is. Rock star is a rapper. I don't think I feel so bad now. <laughs> I should mention, too, that I have Psycho's and Sean's, and Psycho was back. Interesting. Psycho was back? And what was Sean? Tommy Lee. That's crap. Sean was there's, Tommy Lee? There's no way. He what? I answered all the questions. The he probably did it like 10 times until oh, yeah. he got to yeah, Tommy exactly. Lee. Tommy yeah. Lee. Well, he Tommy. has something in common. He made a uh, softcore porn film with one of his former girlfriends just like Tommy Lee. <laughs> Rob Halford right. maybe. Not Tommy <laughs> oh. Yeah. Alright. Sean Reader. Speaking of Sean, <laughs> yeah. what do we got here? Read him and weep. Alright. Jerry from Windsor Locks learned that if you want to hang out with deaf, you better bring earplugs. And if you want to hang out with the entire D-Snyder Radio Morning Show, you're likely to go deaf. Tony from Waterbury learned that Hartford is the hotspot for morning radio. First, Dee Snyder, then Rob Dibble, and now the Latin lover, Ricky Martin. <laughs> Mikey from Westfield, Mass, learned that there's a guy that out there that needs to drop his pants to give the Italian salute. And finally, John from West Haven learned that not only can you get arrested for saying the McNuggets suck, but you can also be arrested for sucking your chicken's McNuggets. No! <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Tough, tough, tough. What are you thinking, Beth? Um, I like the one about Dark Side, and also the one about the Italian salute. That was clever. Yeah, yeah. I know Dark Side. That was Italian salute was clever. Dark Side is thematic, but uh, hmm. and we get to play the song again if you pick Dark Side. Yeah, you're right. So Tony from Waterbury's got it. Tony, you're the man. <laughs> Music, Tarzan. All right, man. You hey, get I the freeze. My buddy Pat. The score is now one to one because he has won this before. 
and he's oh, rubbing yeah. my face all the time. <laughs> well, you got it. You got the D Sider Radio prize pack. You got bragging rights for the whole weekend. That's and, right, uh, baby. That's right. So stay online. We'll get your information. Mike, Jerry, John, well done, but not today. Keep that music going, Dark Side. Oh, no, actually, we need our official music because it's time to leave. aware that all weekend long you've got a chance to win invitations to D-Day, the second anniversary, D-Day 2, the second anniversary of D-Snyder Radio. This year having over a thousand invitees. Local Legends of Flames are playing. Plus we got 7 Mary 3. We're going to have special guests stopping by. It's going to be a party. You want to be in on this. Okay? It's going to be at Six Flags New England in the Batman Spectacular stunt show area and uh, this is going to be by invitation only between 6am and 9am although at 9am we're going to open the doors up to the public and you people can download tickets, coupons for $10 and 4 cents admission which is pretty sweet alright do get in your uh, song parody tapes CDs, dat tapes whatever you want to do, get them into us all the details are online at radio104.com because you want to win that Sea-Doo, don't you? That Sea-Doo GTS, eight grand. We're going to be awarding that on D-Day as well. And while you're online at Radio104.com, head over to the Peeps poll. Answer this week's feud questions from Monday's D-Snyder Radio Family Feud. And do, also while you're there, answer the one Peeps poll question that's not for the feud. And that is, what were some of your favorite moments from D-Snyder Radio over the past year? We're putting together a commemorative CD in honor of D-Day uh, 2. So we want your thoughts on that. Also, there's another way to win t- win invitations to D-Day 2 besides, uh, you know, being call number 10 all weekend long. Or, you know, you could try and do that. And you're going to have plenty of opportunities to do that. But you could call our... <laughs> Call our Snide Remarks voicemail line at 8607236047167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167167